Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today with me, I have Ryan. Audience, it's hard to come up with a spoof every week, <laughs> but I just want to let you know a good one, that anyway. I'm back <laughs> and you can't keep me down. That's it. That's all you got. You know, you could have done the Morgan Freeman like impression this one too again. Yeah, so, I could have. Like... See, I feel, like, I feel like after last week, he's beaten. He's beaten down. No. <laughs> Make it, or a Brad Pitt impression. Maybe, maybe, you say, listen, yeah. maybe so, you can keep him down. <laughs> sometimes these, uh, these episodes, they come out rapid fire and I, I don't have all the time to, to prepare. You gotta bring and, me energy. You no know, Johnny Walker today. That's hurting us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or hey, coffee. Yeah. Well, you got coffee. You got, got a little bit. So. No pizza rolls. No wine. No nothing. Yeah, we're last just, week we had pizza, and that. Really yeah, yeah. We're really just going that, off so. of pure adrenaline right now. <laughs> I just took a shot of uh, like some. Listen, Seven is a rainy, <laughs> dreary movie. It makes you want to go to sleep. Rain always makes me want to go to sleep, and it rains all through Seven. Oh yeah, I, yeah except for the rain. Like what the heck? We'll definitely get into that. What the heck? Yeah, we will get into that. I looked at some fun stuff on like just the whole kind of movie and I'm sure Nick did too. Oh, so. yeah. I tried not to go too far down the rabbit hole. But, but you we, know how we get. So. We do have Nick I here as well. Yes, yeah. If you couldn't hear, we've got Ryan and Nick and he, of course he got me Listen, for the tripod. Because so. on, on this podcast, I'm setting the example. What I've done is going to be puzzled over and studied and followed forever. Mm, I stand by my way. work, especially my take on Weekend at Bernie's. You know what? Let's <laughs> <laughs> down for that one. That that's my, that's my uh, what's in the box. Weekend at Bernie's is my what's in the box. Hey, what's I, in the box? I don't know why we didn't see it earlier in Kevin Spacey. Obviously. Too soon. Obviously. I have it on my notes. Like there. I have it on my notes. Who is worse, John Doe or Kevin Spacey? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty close. Which, which list is he on? Is he on the... Uh, he's on a bunch he's of them. He's on a bunch of <laughs> Yeah, and an FBI list. list. Yeah, an FBI <laughs> list. It sucks because there's so many movies I like him in. It's, uh, it's really hard to go back and watch. You know, really... you have to, it's one of those things where you have to look at an artist and separate the art from the artist. And hey, that's, that's I don't tough. know. This is pretty. It's hard. It's definitely hard. <laughs> they, oh, we'll get into it when we talk about the movie, but they owe a lot of the decisions that were made to Kevin Spacey. Mm. Uh, but we'll wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll wait yeah. for it. Tyler so. will get mad if I don't follow the order. How dare you? <laughs> Always movie news first. <laughs> Captain Tangents. Tangents for life. <laughs> if you couldn't well, tell, we're doing doing seven by the way guys oh yeah yeah, yeah. we're yeah, excited yeah, about it yeah, yeah. we really were yeah we had a good one last week which was shawshank redemption and so <laughs> good feedback from the shawshank yeah. redemption one morgan you're, freeman, you're welcome by morgan freeman so the way you phrased that we had a good one last week this, this week. is a good one too <laughs> i would, oh, I would lower your expectations a little bit hey, well, <laughs> we'll definitely get into it but let's let's go with movie news oh my gosh so, <laughs> there's a lot to say uh, the first part of movie news i've got is just toy story 4 passes a billion so six movies these over a billion all in one way or another related yeah. to Disney. You know, I'm not sure. We'll probably have to fact check this, but is this this is something new where this many movies passes a billion in a year, right? Uh, probably. Mad, I would yeah, because I mean, like That'd five, ten years ago, like you were still getting billion dollar movies, but they were just like your average. If you had one yeah, billion dollar movie, it. it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. But inflation and the way we they charge people and stuff and the, and the way they expand in the movie theaters with IMAX and things like that, it's mm -hmm. easier to get to a billion for one. Yeah. So like when you adjust for inflation, I think it Gone with the Wind yeah, is still, yeah. Gone with the Wind is still like the highest right. one, so, I think, but, with inflation. you know, relative, obviously Disney, you know, is Disney's the world. Monster, man. Yeah, I can't believe so I mean, it. Really? But this is what I talk about. Like last week, we talked a little bit about that $35, $25 million adult drama. Oh, Seven yeah. is a $33 million movie for a serial killer movie. That's the kind of stuff we want more of. But what happens is as you get these billion dollar movies, now studios will bet the farm on one movie or two movies a year that are like $200 million plus. Yeah. 
And then if like a smaller studio goes and tries to do that and it tanks, it kills them. Yeah. And then, they yeah, get, then, yeah. then you know what happens? Disney buys that studio up. Yeah. And then they man. just own everything. I guess so. I how, mean, how comfortable are we with that? Every you know, every company weird. has to have a tentpole, you know, type of product. I, uh, yeah. or, you know what I mean? You have to have a tentpole movie. Yeah, but Disney with has it, like so. three because yeah, they, they have the, the, they have the Marvel yeah. Universe, they have the redos of their own Disney movies, and then they, they, have, uh, they own Buena Vista and they own. They own Pixar. They don't own Pixar, they're right? Partially with Pixar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so they own yeah. Pixar too. Yeah, they're, they're not. Offshoots, they're not so. completely with Pixar, but I think it's like they're Whatever basically that part of Pixar. Yeah, 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 so yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of theirs too. And then remember, so. it's also married to uh, what is what do we say last week? Hulu and ESPN. Yeah. Oh yeah. So now, yeah. Like, ESPN, again, like yeah. I always get nervous when they these companies get too too big and I'm, I'm i'm a little worried that they're going to control the content well this is this is a little peek behind like the whole uh it's conspiracy theory of of nick yeah and, conspiracy uh, yeah. theory yeah. Yeah. nick would you would you get this a tinfoil hat <laughs> you weren't wearing this earlier let me put it on it's a little warm definitely that's how actually when we get to recommendations i go real far down the tinfoil oh, rabbit hole but, but definitely this is how skynet gets uh, gets started you know one yeah. company oh, just i can't wait till recommendations do we have to follow the order <laughs> well, you think uh, Disney will ever buy A24? Because they've been kind of doing pretty well with their you know, horror hits. The, but... the thing is, why? Can't they yeah. survive on their own? I think their they business can, model is so... interesting. We already yeah. talked about it. Those small budget horror movies, even if three fail and one hits, it's enough to keep yeah. to finance the next eight movies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's the idea. Uh, that's why I keep fighting for the $25 million drama. Yeah. So we get more variety in our stuff. I always Otherwise, see... everything starts to look like a Marvel movie and those yeah. are fine, but we want something different. You, you definitely need a breath of fresh air but i feel like a24 those are you know for i guess lack of a better word, those are artists you know what i mean yeah, They're not, yeah. i don't think they would sell out but then again you offer no, definitely money. Man. actually they like, do everyone yeah, everyone uh, has a, a price the, yeah that's Anna, true. Anna Bowden and ryan fleck come out of a24 and they did captain marvel so they do sell out so. just go to ari aster and we'll give you all the money he will sell out whatever you want yeah, aster will make a yeah. Some kind of like decapitated head Marvel yeah. movie at some point. There needs like, to be like some dead animals in there at yeah. one point. Be a bunch <laughs> of dead animals. You know what? This is a great line from Seven when they see the dead dog and he's like, I didn't do that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a clever line. I just imagine Disney going to Ari Aster and just like, if you make one Marvel movie or Disney movie for us, you'll make, we'll give you any money you want to make whatever movie okay, you want. Okay, let me be like, all right, let's, <laughs> let's ask the uh, practical question. What, what movie do you want him to make? What, what keys would you give Ari Aster? Weekend and Bernie's the three. You know what I mean? No, it's already a comic movie. I, I would, I Is would, there a comic movie for that? Would you give him like this? Oh, Swan. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, Swan. Swan. That's yeah, a good yeah. idea. I just right think it's Spawn. There, so. Spawn, oh, Spawn can get like, a, like a dark version of it, you know? I don't yeah, know. Have you ever read it. the comic book The Cape? Uh, no, I haven't. Definitely no. not. Okay, <laughs> that one. That one's a good one. It has a little bit of like a like anti-hero. Actually, no, no hero. It's like a like a horror suspense kind yeah. of comic, and it, it's a superhero based and stuff about this guy that gets possessed by this cape, and he ends up doing all the things that he wanted to do, and he ends yeah. up killing people. Oh, weird. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound that bad, actually. So he, um, yeah, uh, I think he would do a great job with that. I think, well, he has done a good job with horror movies. I'm trying to think of like a Disney horror movie. Has there been a Disney horror movie? Well, Disney's um, uh, poo-pooing New Mutants again because they're saying as even after reshoots, it's too dark. It doesn't have a box office. It's not going to have a box office life mm. and they just want to like cast it aside, really? which is a bummer because like the it's trailer the, to see. the trailer made it seem <laughs> yeah, like man. a somewhat legit horror take I mean, just it, give so. it to Netflix. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just literally put it <laughs> online. Like, sell it to, yeah, sell it to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, just do it that way. Give it to the bargain bin. You know what I mean? Because there's still like people who want to watch it if they just release it straight to like DVD or Netflix, I think it would still make at least something. So, mm. 
So, I, mean, I, I don't know metrics, but yeah. like putting stuff on Netflix. I don't know how to gauge it anymore. Yeah, You're like, oh, true. it's a success based on we and they lie to us. It's, yeah. it's almost impossible, yeah. so, which is why it's annoying. I don't understand. I don't even know. though they have the best app. But if they put it on Netflix, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. You know, yeah, whatever yeah, streaming yeah. service they have, this is I'm the funny road it, so. that you walk down with with studio movies, and why I always get nervous with comic book movies. The older I get, the more I like roll my eyes at the whole process because you give a director license to do his take on those characters. Characters, then you show it to the studio and the studio's like, no, we don't want that. Here's 50 notes. Go reshoot it. We're going to hire. Uh, Change everything. We're, yeah, we're going to go get somebody <laughs> else to come in here. Josh Whedon or somebody to cut it all down and do something different to <laughs> it. Try like, to save look, it last minute. You, and, so yeah. then it becomes a $200 million movie. Now it's $300 million because you had to spend another $100 million to reshoot it. Yeah. And then it becomes a failure and then the whole franchise is dead and we reboot start over again. Yeah. It's it's obnoxious. It gets exhausting. But on some of those things, I wonder what, what are their notes and what are they based on like they're I, trying to make the most amount of money possible and directors want to take harder takes pg-13s ours yeah and the studio's like no we're not doing that mm, can't make superman okay. a bad guy right. we're not doing that yeah that's what the, that's what the notes say basically <laughs> it's all about dollar dollar bills yo yeah that's true that's true but i i just still but if think you make that... a 20 million dollar one you don't have that as much. It doesn't yeah. happen as much. We'll, we'll talk about evil Superman recommendations. <laughs> yeah. I, no Brightburn. I, I, I no Brightburn. That, that podcast you, so. doesn't rate very high. That Brightburn ones, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> My Shawshank one's doing great. <laughs> oh, and so uh, we'll move on to our next bit of movie news right here. So uh, Ewan McGregor, everyone's favorite oh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Sleep, uh, right? Yeah, Dr. Sleep. I can't yeah. wait. Can't so wait. he's been rumored to have signed on to return as Obi-Wan Kenobi in an unspecified Star Wars project. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Wow. So, like, very Ghosts in a galaxy far away. Are we gonna let him sing? something. It's amazing. Good show. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the movie. Was that the version that you were singing? That's the one. Yeah. That's the, sound like it? I don't know. Clean it up and post. This is one of those. Make me sound better. <laughs> well, so will he still have the beard though? That's how I oh, remember him. He should be beard. older. Yeah, I want like a middle, yeah. like uh, in between. Alec well, he's Gennison. older now. Yeah. So we haven't seen him. But he looks young. He's pretty tiny. We haven't seen him since 2006. You know, yeah, being, true. you know, we heard point, him in The so. Force Awakens. Oh, These yes. are your first steps. Yeah, but we don't see him. So, yeah, but I would say, you know, I think he was on the Fargo show a couple years ago. Yeah, he was on the Fargo show. Yeah, season three. He played the twin brothers. Yeah, Fargo was pretty good. So, <laughs> but uh, I know this is something like a, the fans have really wanted is they wanted like kind of some form of Obi-Wan movie or if series. If you're going to do another trilogy, yeah. let's do Obi-Wan those years in between on yeah, Tatooine. Because you can have yeah, a young Luke on the side, a new person playing Luke. It works out kind of nicely. Yeah. I like it. To be honest, I don't think Solo was necessary. I think Obi-Wan. Wan would be more so necessary. Obi-Wan would have been, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. because you have all that room from where he's on Tatooine until, yeah, yeah. you know, episode, everything between three and four. You have all that room to where he could have done something else. And you know, uh, in that ta- time uh, frame. the Clone Wars or whatever, they kind of touch on it here and there. Like, there's stuff in there that, um, uh, talked about like Darth Maul ended up on Tatooine for a second, or there's some subplots well, on there. That yeah, make it together. the cartoons hit it pretty pretty well. Pretty also, well, yeah. um, so there was I a couple different. It, yeah, but... there was a couple different versions of the cartoons. Uh, there was one basically in between like one and two. And then there was other ones in between two and three. Yeah. And so, but Darth Maul does make it. And I don't want to get too far down the weird Star Wars conspiracy theory rabbit hole, but there's always that idea that Rey is somehow related to Obi-Wan. And if Obi-Wan had a baby, you could show that in the, in the trilogy Mm, with uh McGregor somehow. And I think in one of the comics or something, he Obi Wan does have a child, does he not? I have no idea. I'm I can't sure remember, he does. man. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. He has like uh, he breaks the, now that the Jedi Order basically died after yeah. uh, return uh, after um, 
uh, Rich Ranger the Sith, right? Yeah. That he's not really following the rules and he falls in love with the There's only uh, really one comic book or Star Wars comic book that I read that I need to finish. And it's the Darth Vader comic book series line. And it's the one where he actually oh, goes out about that. Yeah, and he gets his, it. it's basically the story of how he gets his lightsaber. And really? so, yeah, so okay. he gets his lightsaber and how he has to hunt down this, you know, a couple different Jedi. He hunts down one of the remaining last of the Jedi Order who's kind of been like in exile on a different planet. Yeah. And the whole reasoning of like how basically Siths, you know, get their Jedi weapon, get their, 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 kill, their red lightsaber. Well, they have to kill, they have to kill a Jedi. Turns red. Then they have to get the Kaiba crystal and they have to convert it into red yeah. using like dark force. And so, interesting. yeah, so that's it. I See, might be getting some and, of that in wrong. In Disneyland, yeah. it's just very easy. You just go to the gift <laughs> yeah, shop and yeah. buy one of these crystals. Not, not in this, and yeah. you can get as many crystals as you want and then just swap them out. Our buddy James from the Dragon. now, it's Our buddy James from the <laughs> the uh, Dragon Questicles podcast has like a couple lightsaber building. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Some people are really into can building you, their own lightsaber. Can you believe though in Disneyland? I have a green one. It's two hundred dollars <laughs> to do that. Two hundred dollars. Is that right? And you can't even wow. play with it at the park. Like what? you have to keep. I got, a, I got a hot take for you. Right. I went to Disneyland. Like uh, I think it was part of my honeymoon. It wasn't my choice. And. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> hot take. Like it. Hot wow. take, Disneyland. That I'll tell you what, the food is uh, great. Like the it. park itself, eh, a that's, that's the quickest hot take from Nick ever. <laughs> let me be concise. Let me, let me post Six this question out to you better guys. Than Disneyland. How are you going to get bought up by <laughs> Disney if you're saying you don't like their parks? Uh, yeah. like, listen, they, don't, right, they don't want nothing to do with talking. Let, let, me, let me pose this question to you. So, I'm surprised that they kept Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Everyone loved him. Everyone loved him, but I'm like, you know, how things would recap casting and stuff like yeah. that would you have thought well, they would have recast yes, him no and i don't think i thought they, they, he's, I thought not, they would he's have. not super yeah. expensive and i'll tell you why like uh hollywood loves british actors in these big iconic roles because they're cheaper yeah. scale. <laughs> uh, so they don't have as high demand yeah, so i think that's it was logical plus he was very good and everybody because this like is him. uh before even like uh what was the first one the force awakens was the first one back right yeah, that's right. yeah. The first one so back. when the basically they started back up and there was rumored that they're going to be doing a force awakens they actually asked Ewan McGregor like during an interview I think it was during like Jack and the Beanstalk that's how long this was yeah. ago you know I mean, 2012 2013 not a great movie Jack the Giant Slayer whatever Jack it was the Giant called Slayer, yeah, yeah. Okay. and because Ewan McGregor's in that and they just kind of asked him Watchable, like you know we hear that there's going to be a new Star Wars movie would you be pissed if some if you were recasting? He was like, absolutely, I would be pissed. Like, <laughs> he's just like, well, I want them to. Uh, he's like, I want to go back as Obi Wan. Give them. A, he's just like, I'd be so mad he's if been they game recasted for it the whole me. Time. So, yeah, and yeah, he, he's his he performance. Do I, don't, really I don't care stuff. what he thinks. Yeah, what he either wants, way, he's yeah. gonna get money. <laughs> yeah. Well, he'd probably take like a really big pay cut if they didn't want to pay him much. He'd be like, I just want to be Obi Wan. So mm, actually, twenty I, bucks. Like, I, the more I think American. about the more I think about the prequels, the more I've come to to like them. Oh, man, the, tra the transition, yeah, <laughs> and the transition from young Obi Wan into like the Revenge of the Sith with the beard Obi Wan is really, really good. Yeah, you know? no, they have a word for that. that. It's called Stockholm syndrome. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Obi Wan's like the best thing out of those series, right? Like, uh, yeah, Anakin's, you know, it's pretty no, cool. no, no. <laughs> the best thing that came out of those <laughs> movies was, cool. was was the memes. The memes are <laughs> the really memes. good. <laughs> the memes are really solid. Like, what is it? One of the one of the troopers. I don't know which one. 
then he, has, he pulls out, what is this? He pulls out like a hologram and he goes, yeah. like a tiny man in my pocket. <laughs> and he's just like, man, I'm tripping out right now. <laughs> there's there's a lot of really yeah, good memes. There's a lot of good the ones. Prequel. So, you know what? The first thing is the memes. The second thing, Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan. <laughs> and then Anakin and his, you know, hatred for sand. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. I, I want to see uh, rumors that Hayden Christensen's coming back for, for a hot minute. For, oh, yeah. For new one. I'm okay with that, too. I I'm think fine with him right. coming back. Like, he got a, as a, he got a bad or... rap. Attack of the Clones isn't as bad as I used to think it was. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, you're one of those. <laughs> they've, all, they've all grown on me a yeah, little yeah. bit. And Nick's going to be like, you know what? I really like Jar Jar Binks. He was the best <laughs> part of the movie. He said Jar Jar. I like Jar Jar. I'm for it. Although, Dark Jar Jar, you know, of course, that's actually a really solid theory when i first heard about it i was like what i mean and i know when uh what's his name snoke when snoke was out yeah you know, before of course spoiling before he dies oh, or God, a version yeah. of him does die that one is know. not i'm still trying to wrap my head around the last jedi it's, it's really it's i need to give it a second watch because i've only watched I've it once it two and a half right you see it two and a half times is it one of those do you feel where like the more you watch it it's just the more the, you can the like, second time like i watched it i didn't like the first time I watched it, I was baffled when I left the theater. Yeah. I saw it opening night. The second time I watched it, I was like, after accepting what they they chose, uh-huh. I was like, all right, I kind of, I'm trying to, I'm tracking a little bit. The third time, I was like, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> just, uh, I was surprised the studio let them let him go that direction. Yeah. So I need to watch it a couple more times. Messy, we're we're gonna messy. do a Star Wars yes, podcast yes, episode because yes, yeah, yeah, of course you know uh, what was Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker yeah, 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 yeah. is gonna be coming out, and we so, talk yeah. about it so much, and the sheer fact that we haven't done it yet. Audience members, we hear you. <laughs> yeah. We hear you. Don't we, worry. We might as well just save all our Star Wars. You know what I mean? When we're going to do it, just yeah. do it all at just once in one Blow podcast. our load all yeah. at one time. Yeah, that's how we do it. Just all at once. Yeah. And just like probably an episode before it comes out and then Rise of Skywalker and then we'll be done Some, for the next Somebody in years, person so. asked me to do the power of the pick and do solo, and I was like, I just can't do two mm, hours. You can't do that to us? But to get out Star Wars, hey, we, and when we ask for recommendations, and this is what happens, yeah. Nick's like, nah, yeah. I can't do it. I don't listen to the fans. I don't listen to producer Ryan you know, or Tyler. I, I, you know. It's funny because we tell the listeners like what movies we don't like, so you think they'd probably be like, watch this uh, yeah, movie. Yeah. This movie you they just want to torture us. Yeah, like, <laughs> the feedback I've gotten on Shawshank is all positive. So there you go. Shawshank was good. I, yeah, no, I no. enjoyed it a lot. Solid, so let's, it get awesome. off, let's get off Star Wars. The uh, Ewan McGregor was in a movie in 2012 called The Impossible. That was a movie I really liked. It was about the tsunami in Thailand, I think. Okay. Uh, with Naomi Watts and uh, the guy who plays Spider-Man now, Tom Holland is in it. Oh, Tom Holland. Oh, okay. It's a really, really right. good movie, right? Um, the director of that is J.A. Bayana, I think. He's done some good, some bad stuff. He did The Orphanage. That's a horror movie you guys probably watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be taking the helm of that Lord of the Rings series on Amazon. Now, do mm, we know when that's coming out? The Lord of the Rings. Amazon I know that series, like we're going to start to see stuff because principal photography and stuff is picking up now. I okay. th- didn't so. one of you guys mention that there's there's some strict guidelines? Yeah, though, really for strict the, guidelines. Lord of the Rings, but they right? have they have the they rights can't touch to on it anything. Now, but. A Lord of the Rings and backwards, or The Hobbit, or forwards. So it <laughs> it exists in this weird pocket of yeah, time. yeah. That's yeah. I'm not sure. I think it's. I, I kept hearing it was well. Young, there's a lot young of young Aragon. Is that what it is? So no, it's uh-huh. pre Lord of the Rings. Pre Lord of the Rings. Okay. And they can't touch on anything that comes after. Well, there's that, a lot of lore around like Lord sure. of the Rings in general, with like Tolkien and everything. So what is that? The Seminarian? Seminarian? Yeah. yeah. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of right. things they can yeah. do with it. So I can't ever say it. So what I think yeah, is like it's Peter Jackson that did the first go around, and I mostly like him. I like the Lord of the Rings series for sure. The Hobbit series. 
series was a little redundant. It, but it loses was, uh, a lot of yeah, it. Yeah. I know, man. I got a little weird. We don't there. get a lot of fantasy, like high fantasy. And I I enjoyed it for You liked what all it's three worth. of those? Yeah, man. The Hobbit movies? With all the songs, I read the book and stuff like that. It was great. Like, and they had to throw it. CGI's with like the little dwarves running on the rooftops really creeped me out. Yeah, no, it's mystical, man. All right. Like, to pull you out of the monotony of your life. I got room in my life for that stuff, obviously. Shouts to Lego Bloom. But, you know, I'm I'm curious why they chose this guy because he did A Monster Calls, which was a good looking movie, but a movie that kind of failed a little bit. So Liam Neeson did the voice on it. He did Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which was terrible. Everyone's favorite Jurassic movie. Everyone's favorite Jurassic movie. He did The Impossible and The Orphanage. So that's a weird. He's got a mix of movies, but I don't know. Is that the right guy to take the helm of, of, of Lord of the Rings? Yeah, one Tolkien of the biggest, and, like yeah, you know, it's a pretty money big franchise. You know, and again, time. Amazon's yeah. betting a couple hundred million dollars on this thing. So yeah, yeah. First director always sets the tone. Fincher did House of Cards, um, so that set the tone for the whole series. Another Kevin Spacey thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, that director that does those initial episodes is the one that sets the tone for the whole series. So I'm a, it makes me a little nervous that they're going with somebody like this. I, I like, like I said, I kind of half like him, half don't like him. Yeah, I just think mm. it's a weird choice that they didn't pick somebody more. Seasoned and somebody more with like fantasy experience you gotta save on that money yeah, that copyright yeah. but you Amazon, know I mean? <laughs> Amazon's got money coming at it I don't know we, we talk about like directors and them coming from horror backgrounds and doing Marvel movies and all this stuff yeah. do you want... they, they can pull out surprises like, I agree. all over I agree place. with that oh, yeah. and, and a good question for you guys is do you want something that is in the Lord of the Rings family like young Aragon but it's darker maybe a little more violent is that what we're looking for? Mm, I don't I, know what I to be honest. Just, I don't know what I want. Honestly, the Hobbit felt Rings, like so. pretty G-rated. It was pretty light. Yeah, it was. It, it, it yeah. definitely almost was. Almost like Starking, because what Lord of the Rings was not very kind of PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah. It kind of went the other way, more family friendly on the Hobbit. And I kind of think it took away from it a little bit. Mm. I don't want something hard, but like, have a, you have you read the book? I read the book. Sam. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, they did add a lot of things to kind of because they, yeah, they, they had to pad it out. A couple. Yeah, they definitely had to pad it out. They put in a lot more songs and stuff like that. Two hour movies and oh, long. Yeah. <laughs> and Benedict Cumberbatch. I felt every so, bit, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch was, again is the dragon. What was the last one called? Battle of the Six Armies, the Seven Armies? Something like that. I don't know what you're talking about. I, 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 remember when I, I remember when I saw it in theaters and I was like, this doesn't look like that many. It was like Battle of the Seven Armies. I only counted like five. Mm. Does that make sense? <laughs> Do you remember that? No. I'm going to look it up right now. So, <laughs> oh, Yeah, but I don't know what I want with Lord Battle of the, Rings, of the Five honest. Armies. So, Battle of the Five Armies. <laughs> okay. Unexpected <laughs> Journey, which was the best of all of them. The first yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I remember liking that one. The Desolation of Smog. Yeah. And then the uh, Battle of the Five Armies. Mm. Okay. So, the That's second cool. one was where we saw the dragon, right? We didn't yeah, see yeah. The first yeah. one. So, yeah. yeah smog. Smog. Yeah. yeah. Benedict Cumber, Cumbersnatch. Yeah. Cumberblatch. <laughs> Yeah, Doctor Strange, Cucumber, Balder Dash. <laughs> I got problems yeah. with Benedict Cumberbatch. I yeah, just, I gotta, I gotta just work get in that line, out. man. Yeah. I gotta work just get that. in line, get in line. <laughs> trying to think of a movie. I think the Imitation Game was the movie I liked him in, where he played Alan Turing, right? Not, sure, not like at Sherlock or. Uh... Oh, you know what? Okay. Yeah, 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 Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. There's some times that he looks. Like a normal human being. There's other times that he looks like an alien. Dog. You know what? You, do have, you bring up a really good point. Yeah, I never noticed that, but you're he right. He does look like an alien. He's yeah. like in really thin looking and kind of look kind of frail. Yeah, kind and of he's like, like trying to speak kind of English. English. He's just British. Yeah. He's just, and you know what? This is the thing. Like Tom Hardy and Benedict Cumberbatch, their accents are always weird. I just imagine. Always weird. Our only so. famous listener is probably Benedict Cumberbatch. 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 Yeah, he's just like, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, crying man. right now. Come on now. Like, Shouts. Hit us up at Twitter. 20 minutes going on. Come on. 
pissed off about on, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're pulling I'll... for you. <laughs> so I'm going to move on to the next bit of movie news that I had. So uh, of course, we were talking a little bit about it earlier, but uh, there was a Batman script that was written by an AI. Okay. So uh, I'm just going to read some of it to you guys. So oh, uh, we can't no, go give an us, episode give us a background. Star okay, Wars okay. Or Batman. Like, so, uh, set us up. Set so us up before you this read This guy it. named uh, Keaton Patty. I try to class us up and it just doesn't work. <laughs> so this guy named Keaton Patty over on Twitter, he, he just writes out, I forced a bot to watch over 1,000 hours of Batman movies. Are there even 1,000 hours of Batman movies out there? I, I guess not. It's just like in, uh, what is that? Clockwork Orange. Oh, okay. Open up the eyes. Staple the eyes. different things. And so, and then asked it to write a Batman movie its own and then here's the first page so uh it's got like introduction traditional bat cave batman says next to his batmobile and uses the, his bat computer he's sometimes bruce wayne sometimes batman all times orphan so Aww. i miss that all times orphan <laughs> such a sad batman <laughs> <laughs> oh man and so there's uh where's some of this out alfred eat a dinner mattress wayne an explosion explodes. <laughs> the Joker and Two Face enter the cave. Yeah, the Joker face. Hot entry. The Joker and Two Face enter the cave. Joker is a clown, but insane. Two Face is a man, but attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Batman. No, it is Two Face and One Face. <laughs> they hate me for being a bat. <laughs> Listen, this is the world the we live in. Right? Part, the best we, part. is to end. Just read the last yeah. like, two oh, sentences. The, the on last it. two sentences. Let me see. Yeah, this the, is, the, uh, the last part of it. Batman opens the, the present since he's a good guy. It contains a coupon for new. Wait, what? What is it? What does it contain? I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, let me start over. This is great radio. Batman, Batman opens the present since he's a good guy. It contains a coupon for new parents, but is expired. This is a Joker joke. That's a pretty good Joker joke. Is that? That's a Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I kind of like it. Oh, man. <laughs> this coupon is good for two new parents. Yeah. Like but it. it's expired. It's like it's Dumb and Dumber. It's like Ferrari $200,000. You might want to hang on to that coupon. Oh. You know what? Oh, I would man. see this movie. At least it's different. At least it's a new take. Oh, the line before that, happy bat day, birth man. <laughs> what? Yeah. That uh, is... Oh, man. Oh, Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. And recommendations we'll talk about a little bit. Oh. We thought that AI was coming to get us like Terminator style. Oh, no, no. They're coming. They're, they're coming, writing our movies. Yeah, they're coming from the script. They're coming from the computer I'm, on the Facebook I account. They're going to write our words. They're going to adjust our thoughts. Is, and they're going to make us them. Yeah. We're gonna, they're going to turn us into the robot. This is like if Tommy Wiseau wrote a Batman movie. Yeah, like, kind of right. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm just going to read one more sentence. Oh, and hi, then, Mark. Oh, hi, oh, hi Alfred. Or whatever. Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. You're tearing me apart. <laughs> We should do that movie. That would be a good movie. Oh, you're chicken. You're chicken. And then everyone else. Oh, so, man. This is the last line. This is the last Coming line off the rails. from it. Talking so, flick uh, has gone off the rails. So, uh, it was not my fault. <laughs> so the Joker. I am such a freak. Society is bad. You drink water. I drink anarchy. That's beautiful. Oh, man. that's pretty that's good. good. That's poetic. You know what? That's poetic. You know if that's that, the AI, if that was oh, in man. the movie that we were going to be talking about today, seven, that would be prolific. That would be, it would be prolific. <laughs> 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 Two new parents. Uh, the last bit of movie news I had is just the Joker laugh with Walking Phoenix on another Joker note. So. Is it out? <laughs> no. Uh, it? So no, because you said it's just for test screening, right? Yeah, right test now? screening. So it's getting Oscar buzz. All, all, so far, the early yeah, I don't know. The early take is it's very good. They're they're going off this. They're going like 
I then of course they say, I think we talked about before, they're going way off the source material. But uh, apparently, you, you know just what got I honestly from... think they're doing? They're doing a remake of The King of Comedy, and they're just putting the just Joker, putting the Joker in there. Yep. That makes which sense. is going to break my heart. It's but... like, how do we make stuff? Just yep. do it to comedy. It's it's almost movies, rebooting so. a Scorsese movie, but throwing the Joker into that. Yeah, so, I it's mean, just odd. Joaquin Phoenix so. says he got it from. Uh, he watched videos of people suffering from pathological laughter, which is a neurological disorder that makes individuals laugh uncontrollably, and that's where he like tied his laughing. I'm gonna so I'm gonna jump laugh. the okay. gun and go tangents for life. Did you ever see the documentary Tickled? No, I did no. not. Oh my god! Look, put that on the list. That Tickle. thing. Will what blow year your was mind. that? Was it uh, HBO a couple years ago? Oh, HBO a it's, couple years it's ago. It's so effing disturbing. It's, it is. I mean, it's so called disturbing. tickled. So. It's disturbing. It is. I don't. I don't even want to tell you much about it. It's about like an underground tickle, like sort of creepy. I don't even know. They pay people to tickle them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> then. Yeah. All right. But it's not really like it's not super sexual or anything. It's just really odd and really disturbing. Uh-huh. And, and that's not even the weird part. It goes dark because of like who controls the, the tickling ring. It's very weird. This sounds really. I don't think yeah. I want to watch this. No, you gotta watch it. You <laughs> it sounds watch like it. a like a like <laughs> a creepy into my world. kind it's, of it's yeah. a situation. It's a great palate cleanser after seven. I'm telling you. <laughs> tell me, it's Elmo. Elmo controls tickle the tickling ring. I won't say anything. <laughs> I won't, I won't say anything. Watch it. Oh, I believe yeah, it's called gosh. Tickled. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if this is true or this is real. I just came across it. Wesley Snipes rumored to play Dracula in the Blade reboot. Did you? Oh, did I you? like that. Is that oh, true? I didn't hear about that. Is at that all. I don't know. I don't. Maybe this is a fake article. I just saw it right now. I don't know. You Wesley Snipes seems like a madman, especially from yeah, Blade Trinity. He... All the stuff you hear about it, like, <laughs> oh yeah, Blade Trinity is famous for all. Willie Mays Hayes from Major League. I love me some Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I, so I don't know if this is like a fan speculation or a fan like yeah. wish. So, but I'm putting it out there so that we'd be ahead of the game. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing that, but it's just I don't know if they anybody wants to deal with Wesley Snipes. Yeah. I mean, did you hear about the eye thing and, and Blake Trinity? Like, there's no. Okay, so there's a lot of things going on with Blake Trinity. Like Wesley Snipes was basically like high majority of the filming. He ref, like anytime like it didn't show his face, he just had his stunt double do like majority of the work. Really? So like literally like eighty percent of that movie is a stunt double. So anytime you don't see his face, it's all a stunt double, and that's for <laughs> oh is that's that right? Yeah. So that's literally for everything. Hot take. If I you like don't Blade see, Trinity. if you don't see his face, at <laughs> that's all, the Ryan Reynolds Jessica Biel one. Yeah, it's right? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> kind of like that. And Oswald. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, so, they got the right really? tone. Yeah, they so, got the tone right in that. So you can you can look up some of the stuff too as well. But like it's just because there's so much for it. There's so much as far as like just crazy shenanigans that Wesley Snipes was pulling on there. Like he refused to like I guess talk to the director. They had to like talk with postcards, or post-it mm. notes, oh and that's God. how they communicated. Well, um, we know he doesn't pay his this taxes. Yeah, yeah. Been, yeah, we know that he doesn't pay his taxes. He's making a comeback though because he's he's along with Eddie Murphy in that Dolomite is my name movie. Oh, okay. that trailer is out. Check that out. That's an interesting sort of weird take on yeah. a film. But Eddie Murphy's got Coming to America, the sequel coming out. Yes, he's he does, signed yeah. on for Beverly Hills Cop Four, so he's wow. One of the Netflix wow. Are you serious? So he's making a push. Eddie Murphy's there. doing going and, back. and Wesley Snipes is in that Dolomite is my name. Yeah, so I so, think that uh, man, see more of I haven't seen Eddie Murphy in like forever, and all of a sudden yeah, he's going to be blowing up. He's blowing up. A deluge so. of uh, I actually yeah. thought Murphy. Tower Heist was the Ben Stiller movie. I yeah. think that was 2011. Oh, yeah, wasn't too bad. Yeah. He I was okay in that, kind of but... funny. And he did a movie, A Thousand Words. I want to say it was like a Disney. He had a bunch of those Disney movies. Oh, that must have been like mm-hmm. Dr. Yeah. Doolittle and all those ones. They were just all fine. But that A Thousand Words wasn't too bad either. I, I actually love Eddie he Murphy. Never saw it, but... I got room in, in my life for him. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Townsend. That's Pluto a great Nash. Movie about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pluto <laughs> Nash. That was bad. That was so, uh, oh, back to the eye thing with Blade Trinity, right? So there's a scene, I guess, towards the end where they're filming, you know, basically Wesley Snipes as Blade and they show his face. And basically in the scene, he's just supposed to open his eyes and that's the end of the scene, right? Yeah. So Wesley Snipes refused 
refused to open his eyes. Because they were bloodshot? He, no, I don't know movie. because they were bloodshot. <laughs> but he absolutely refused to open his eyes. And it was, all he had to do was just lay down, open his eyes, and then that was it at the end of the movie. Why right? did he refuse? So they had a CGI eyes opening on top of him <laughs> because <laughs> it was easier to CGI the this, eyes oh than to deal my with Wesley goodness. Snipes. Like, it's just, it's insane. Like, Patton Oswalt talks a lot about it now because Patton Oswalt's like, you know, he's just really oh, yeah, good yeah. comedy for yeah, us yeah. and everything. <laughs> I love and so, like, I love it too. Young and adult, so, I'm telling you, go watch hilarious. the movie Young Adult. He's uh, hilarious. Yeah, but there's, movie. there's just a lot of stuff where it's just like, why would you do this? I don't understand this, this thing. So, there was a story that came out with Katy Perry where one of her uh, people that she had in a video, the Teenage Dream video or whatever, uh -huh. accused her of some sort of like Me Too stuff. I didn't get into the specifics, but like, but the story goes into like how weird she was and controlling she was yeah. on the set and how powerful she became. Almost reminded me of like Mariah Carey, like only the blue M and M's and stuff mm. like that. Like oh, how weird yeah. people get when you get to the top. When of the you mountain. get that yeah, famous like, and everything, I feel like I would be a pretty cool famous person because I would never just ask. <laughs> for oh shit, M and M's, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, if you brought me M and M's, I would slap them <laughs> off the desk. <laughs> no, I'm like thinking about that get Dave, out of here. the Dave Chappelle skit when he. Uh, Steve Harvey, right? There was that weird story about Steve Harvey was such an asshole too. On really? His, uh, yeah, on the Family Feud, like, don't talk to me before the start of the show. Mm. Like, okay. What was the Dave Chappelle <laughs> skit? But it was a Dave Chappelle skit about him playing P. Diddy in the Making the Band, and he's like, what I need you guys I to do remember that one. is I need you to get me some tit milk from uh, <laughs> from a gypsy woman back down in, uh, in Soho or something. <laughs> it, it's, it's just about, like, what people will do for you. Yeah, How yeah, far can you exactly. push the button, right? Well, when you have power like right. that, I don't know... Like, hey, if I get famous, I might be drunk with power. Yeah. I'd be like, no, nah, man, I need you to shave my legs so I can uh, tread in some chocolate pudding or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. If any of our listeners work for famous people, can you yeah. email us yeah. and just yeah, let yeah, us yeah, know yeah, about yeah, crazy yeah, things that Hit us up happen. on Twitter. We want a couple hey, of stories. Yeah. You can keep it anonymous, Oh, yeah, too. for sure. Yeah, We're if not you want to yeah. like, uh, enclose who you're you're working for or whatever, just yeah. send us some weird stories about like you working for famous Ridiculous people. Ridiculous things you had to do for famous people. <laughs> And if you're the assistant that worked for Jared Leto during Suicide Squad, oh, I'm no, really sorry, don't, man. Don't, yeah, don't, don't ruin Jared Leto for me. Like Come all on. that stuff. And <laughs> that poor intern. I feel just... like working, I'm trying to think like who would be the worst. Like working for somebody like Tom Cruise, I think would be really odd. I don't know. I think Tom Cruise would be, be cool to hang out yeah. with. You think so? I'd be I a stunt double. I think so just, everything about him is crazy. like robotic. I feel like he would be the guy, he's like an alien who has never like, he's never been a human. He just observes what humans does and then like pretends to be human. So like, if you invited him to like your house, he would just be like, "This is a great house. This is amazing." Oh, but man. like nobody would ever really behave that way. You <laughs> yeah, know? Like, he's like, he's just I invited weird... him for dinner. He's like, "Oh, what yeah. is this? This is delicious. Wow, I've never, I've never had, had roast before. beef before. This is, is the like, most incredible thing this? ever." Like, like what? You never had roast cheeseburgers? Beef? <laughs> <laughs> you never had? Oh man, what is this? Great cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that? Oh, Mashed it's potatoes. A <laughs> Who would have thought? Oh my god. Yeah, I definitely envision him just speaking really quickly and so energetic. And that's, so, like, that's why he doesn't think it's weird that Maverick is 50 but still fighting fighter jets and is a captain. Because that's Tom Cruise, right? That's literally Tom Cruise. He doesn't, know. Cruise. He doesn't like... know what humans are like. You know? <laughs> that's literally Tom Cruise. <laughs> all right. oh, yeah. Well, that's all I got for movie news. That's you guys it. got that's anything? All. That's yeah. all I got. That's all, all right. I got. So I don't know how much of that was actual news, but.
bud. It was entertaining. We're, we're, you're going to edit about 25 so. minutes of that out. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> it's good enough for me. So today we're doing the movie Seven. It's mm. 1995. Oh, seven. 1995. Listen, very close to the Shawshank. Shawshank comes out in 94. Yep, 94. This is yeah. the same editor. What's his name? Uh, Richard Francois Bruce. Uh-huh. Uh, and you can see some of the cuts in with the rain. Similar in the lighting <laughs> and similar in the cuts. I noticed that right away and I was like, I wonder who edits this movie because I never looked it up before and it's the same guy from Shawshank. Wow. They, they, on I like Freeman. that clean look. It's like a glossy gray, uh, uh, rainy look. And they do it almost for the entire movie until the very end there. You get yeah, the rainy so, yeah, vibe. So, yeah. And I really appreciated that. So, but 94 and 95, two really good movie years. So obviously, spoiler warning, because it came out in 95. Oh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like, almost 95. everybody yeah. has Not seen everybody this knows movie, this one. right? I like, saw it opening night. I saw oh, this wow. opening night. I remember what movie theater I was at. I was with my uh, group of buddies from back home, and we all uh, had, like, an older sister get us into the movie. So I saw uh-huh. it opening night. I knew nothing about it, knew nothing about the spoilers, and I left that movie, like, shook. So I was I... pretty shook. <laughs> for a couple days, I was like, what was that? So Holy crap. I actually saw this movie. I saw the last 10 minutes of it. Oh, when, yeah. because oh, I Tyler. was probably about, well, I was probably about 13 or 14. You just caught and, it? You, just you know, caught literally the end of it? walked yeah, into my cousin's living room. It was Because there's on. so much build. It's, yeah. it's really yeah, yeah, So yeah. literally, I just see, you know, the final scene of after what's in the box and yeah. then like the last, the, the last 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. And so. That's all I see. And then it's just like, wow, I caught the last 10 minutes of what seemed like a really this, good movie. And so it's, so it's brilliant casting and Morgan Freeman. And we know we love the word juxtaposition, right? Young, feisty Brad Pitt. I, and I remember the first time I saw it, I'm like, what's he doing with his voice? Can, I, can I give you my, uh, my, oh, yeah, my reaction? I was about to be like, but really, <laughs> what is Ryan's reaction to this movie? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, you were going to get I was going to go down it. a rabbit hole. He yeah. saw the look you, in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm on a roll. Before you go into it, I'm going to say, man, Brad Pitt is a dick in this. He's yeah. a, he is a dick, right? Yeah, man, that yeah. It's like his voice, his mannerisms, the weird tie, the baseball ties or whatever he's wearing. His no, whole, it's basketball. Basketball oh, ties. It's basketball. Yeah, I think yeah. it's multiple basketball sports. Yeah, yeah. I think they're multiple sports. Okay, okay. He changes it a couple times. Uh-huh. He's got that hanger yeah, yeah. with a few ties on there. It's it's a weird vibe. And and I think in the beginning, I thought that this is just young Braddy Brad Pitt back in the day. Brad Pitt, kind of like Tom Cruise, it took me a while. Like the good looking ones, it takes me a while to evolve on him. Uh-huh. I really respect him as an actor now and as a producer. And now that I go back to some of his early stuff, even Legends of the Fall, which is not great. Troy, I'm not going to forgive him for that. But, you know, he he has evolved as an actor. In this movie, he's definitely making choices. When I first saw it, I just thought, oh, that's Brad Pitt the person as a cop mm, in, yeah. you know, undisclosed New York type city. Uh, so, but now I look back at it, he's making choices in this and the difference between almost like Shawshank, Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. Now it's Brad Pitt, feisty young cop yeah. with sort of mellow, It's a slow, different kind of friendship. Listen to classical music. It's actually not a friendship. They don't like each other until the third act. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, so it, 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 it then, ends yeah. up in and some And the beauty sort of, of that is the relationship between the beautiful Gwyneth Paltrow now. Pitt and Paltrow meet on this movie, get engaged. They don't quite get married, but they break up. Um, But they were a cute couple. I kind of like them. Mm. They were all over the tabloids when I was going to the grocery store with my mom at 14, 15 years old. It's funny because- I saw because of course you know we saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood which has just Brad recently yeah, yeah. this was a good pick because of that because yeah. we get to kind of squeeze them together and you know it's funny because you see the, you know, evolution the most recent yeah you see the most yeah. recent version of Brad Pitt and then of course right here and he's 95. like a grown up in it Once looks, Upon a Time yeah but like it's still like it's the attractive guy 
uh, who you think is like, well, just put the good looking guy right. in the movie, but he's he's a lot more than he that. looks different. He yeah. looks he looks so much different than what he looks now. But yeah. I mean, guess you know, there was time the will scene that, where they so. have to put the wire on in the yeah, third yeah. act, and I know we're gonna go a little out of order. And I think Fincher wanted him to take his shirt off entirely. And Pitt had just done Legends of the Fall mm. and Thelma and Louise, where he was sort of objectified a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he refused to take the shirt totally off. He's like, I don't want to be known for the guy with the killer abs. Yeah. Uh, Instead, he's known as the guy that always eats something. Yeah, and he's got <laughs> oh, the, yeah. I love the way he. To the coffee cup at one point in the movie, I was thinking of that because I always think of Rusty from Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's the voice, right? Yeah. Morgan Freeman's the voice, and Brad Pitt's always the, eating. Yeah, Brad Pitt's <laughs> the eating, and then Kevin Spacey. Oh well, uh, <laughs> but he's uh... <laughs> so there's there's this thing that goes around that I was uh, Brad Pitt. It's like he doesn't know what to do with his hands. He always has he to. He has be to hold, have so, he has yeah. to have something holding he has his to attention. Hold right? Something. So yeah, the way, that way he holds that of... coffee cup with two hands, walking down the stairs so it doesn't spill. Yeah, yeah. I really like that about him. You know, that's probably true to who he is and I, I think he's a great actor i just uh, i just great, don't i think he's pushing it but what i'd say is <laughs> I don't I'm, very I'm talented very good. I, I, okay, I think he's talented okay i yeah. think he's and a not talented just an actor. actor i think it's just producing stuff that really catches me too but i just i don't like his character in this he's, he's just, got an oscar well, he's, the oscar's uh, from 12 years a slave we talked about that he's, he's your young naive detective yeah you know i, I know. mean like and that's really what it is and, and is, i get that i and definitely he's get that i mean he really is that's his sin is he is brass and all throughout the movie you see that kind of coming we, out. Yeah. Like, I feed off for, my own mo- my own yeah. emotions. For some and reason, I kinda, that, and it's it kind of like, sucks okay, knowing the ending and how yeah. everything. I can't believe that happened because that's devastating. Yeah, yeah. it kind of is. The movie's yeah. still it's, great, so it, it does is. not matter. But in the sense that, like that that first initial feeling where I was really shook by this movie. It's a, a f- unfortunate that you didn't get to have. That. Yeah, that's the. That's I mean, what I feel at about least her. when I saw Shawshank, I didn't know the ending of that, so I was yeah, blown away by that. Beautiful. So I guess if I had to choose one, I'd probably choose and Shawshank. I should, over I should seven, take maybe, heed so, when I spoil it. I'm so so uh, <laughs> <laughs> laissez-faire on the show all the time. I need to work on that. Okay, well, okay. Let's talk about David Fincher, right? Okay, this is our yeah. first David Fincher movie. This is our first Fincher movie. Thanks, yeah, yeah, yeah. shouts, producer Ryan. I love Fincher. I'm a huge Fincher guy. And his style is very distinct, and very, yeah. you know you're watching David well, Fincher. Okay, so we talk about seven right so this movie in the opening was going to be different the, now we know fincher movies open with that weird sort of you know trent reznor soundtrack yeah, hard yeah. Cuts, yeah. weird stuff going on almost giving away parts of the plot early in the movie yeah, yeah. Through quick flashes mm. in the beginning what this movie was going to be was uh, somerset's character uh driving back into the undisclosed city which like, represents god knows what metropolis gotham yeah gotham so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go out of their way not to say what it is um so and it was just going to be a hard cut of that instead what they do is they got the notebooks from the scene where they yeah. break into the, uh, John Doe's house, right? And they cut to all the different clips of the mm. notebooks with uh, Closer by Nine Inch Nails, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and, it's, uh... and that sets a tone for all the stuff Fincher does, all the openings he does. Mm-hmm. I remember that the only thing good about the girl with the Dragon Tattoo remake was the opening. It was mm. an amazing opening. The rest of the movie was not good. But Fincher, for the most part, comes from the music video background. Yep. Yeah, so you yeah. can definitely feel it. And he has evolved out of that as time has gone on. Uh, I love a lot of his movies. But here, he's still young. He's only done, uh, what movie did he do before this? He did Alien 3. Yeah, oh yeah. Just Alien okay. 3. All right, all right. And then he gave up movies and yeah, then got he gave back up movies seven. Seven. Yeah. For good reason. That was pretty terrible. Yeah, Alien 3, yeah. But uh, he had done like Madonna's Vogue, a lot of famous, famous music videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you feel it here and this is the, you're actually seeing the first step of maturity for David Fincher here in this movie. It's funny because- first big uh, leap. When I saw that this opening scene, this leads to scene. Zodiac. This leads to yeah. Fight Club. So. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, and it's all got that similar feel. But I remember when I first saw the when I saw the opening scene, like just you know last night when I watched it, I'm just like, oh, was this like a Tool music video? Yeah, but I was pretty <laughs> close. <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like, is this tool or something? Like, is this sober? What am I watching? But it has it's it's almost jarring because you don't see a lot of movies that do that now. Right. And it's like really loud and it's like, what am I watching here? This opening is weird. Then they cut right to the movie and it's a hard cut. It's it's weird to go from that like artistic and opening to a dark rainy yeah yeah yeah. even like uh because you have that opening scene which is you know disturbing you got the music and everything too as well I don't know if you guys noticed this, but on the end credits, it's reversed. Boo. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah, like instead of it scrolling down, just, yeah, it's yeah. scrolling up. And it kind of Tyler, bugged me. Hi, it really okay. bugged me. I was so, like, what the heck is going on with this? Like, okay, my biggest gripe with this, I know it came out in 1995 yeah. and all that, but and I have to view it in the time when it was released. But now looking at it, it just seems like it's trying to be edgy for the sake of being edgy. It's right. using all these buzz themes and stuff like that. It's talking about abortion and the catholic church and the seven deadly sins uh-huh. it's going into ancient literature and stuff like that and as i was I watching that stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> as it gives I, you just enough of no, that to pique your interest as i'm watching this movie Chaucer, i'm just like Dante, rolling my eyes i'm like Milton. oh my goodness yeah. it's like it seems like this is the angsty teenager of movies it's like whatever you know, dad you know what instead of scrolling my credits going down i'm gonna scroll them going up <laughs> and you know what instead of having all my scenes lit well i'm gonna use this you know what, though? Filter. I'm going to defend it. <laughs> the works. You the might be right about that. What it kind of so. feels like is someone who like just graduated college and took a bunch of English literature, but was is in a dark moment, doesn't have a job. Yeah, and yeah. That's kind of what the what the author, I forget his name. Or the screenplay name? writer. Yeah, the screenplay, or, yeah. Kevin, was it Andrew Kevin Walker? Was, uh-huh. was working for a Tower Records. He was in a dark place. Yes, that was him. And that's yeah. like he came up with this really and, subversive script. And I'm not trying to it harp on it. Mind. Yeah, I'm not trying to harp on it so much, but I'm just like, well, as I'm watching Young, this angry, movie. 25 so yeah, I'm just getting like this. Oh, look at me. Me, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to defend... No, the, you know the type the, I'm talking about. I get what you're saying, and I think it's relevant, but what I would do in the sense of the, the credits coming up uh, reverse, basically, and yeah. they show Kevin Spacey twice at the end credits because he's not involved. He yeah, wasn't yeah. involved with any of the uh, advertising in the beginning, the marketing. Uh-huh. So, And that was a choice Kevin Spacey fought for. Good for him, mm-hmm. even though he's done awful things. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to not say that. But what I would say is, think about it this way, Ryan. I saw it opening night when it first came out in 95, the, the ending is really hard. Yeah, yeah. So no. now the ending is hard. You're barely recovered. You haven't recovered, really. Then you see the credits come up uh, reverse, and your mind is just like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. What did I just watch? And, and I so get it, that. It I can see that, very, too, In the moment, it played and, very well. And, yeah. and I get I that. I get that. Like, it's 1995. You know, this is something that has never been done before, and it's supposed to shock you. Like, and, and that's great. I, I, I get that. But now, viewing it, I feel like it now hasn't it feels really... Now it a little... Yeah, it feels it very dated. Aged it has well. aged there yeah. Yeah. Well, I can, that, yeah. I can see that with How about opening, the closing. Oh, yeah. And when I, um, like, you know, I had all these like vivid memories because I watched this when I was younger when I was in high school or whatever and it freaked me out there uh-huh. and we'll go into certain scenes that I was like oh I was gone like this I can't believe it but now when I'm looking at it, like Dog, you're just trying. You're doing something yeah. for the sake of being anti. That's, that's, at, that's, at, that's the time, at the time, I would say it was. Yeah, it's, it definitely it, yeah, it's something yes. we never at saw time, before. Yes. At, at the time, uh, new is new, and we hadn't seen it, and it yeah. worked really well. And I think, like what I what I appreciated at this movie, I probably hadn't seen it in maybe six, seven years. Is I, now that I know Fincher so well, and his style is so sort of telegraphed. In yeah, movies, yeah. And we kind of know what to expect. Mind Hunter, things like that. It's just very. We know the look. We know what it's going to sound like. 
to go back and see like the beginning of where it starts mm. is interesting. Yeah. Uh, the nine inch nails, the card cuts, the rain, the darkness, the <laughs> yeah. light. It all feels like, okay, yeah, this is where he's Compared to holding Alien his 3. skill. Yeah. You know? and, <laughs> and I like that. I remember uh, Sixth Avenue Heartache was a Wallflower song. That's Bob Dylan's son. I yeah. love that video. And that was a Fincher video. And I, mm. I went back oh, and really? watched that after I watched this. I was like, oh, I love this video. And, and the mood Some is the same good. Stuff. The, like the mood is good. The tones that they Very set, like good, yeah. the visuals on it, it really keeps to the theme of the entire movie yeah but there's just certain things that i'm like ah oh, come on man <laughs> like I'm, i get it okay i get it all right it, uh, again, yeah, what i've always found with fincher and some of the things that i don't like about mindhunter is sometimes the material fincher is not a writer he is a director he is yeah, a vision yeah. guy a sound guy an editing guy for sure and i love his vision but sometimes the material is not great yeah he needs to have good material to fall back on um like panic room i didn't love but um, the game, uh -huh. I think, is an underrated oh, yeah, adventure game, movie uh -huh. with good material. He has to have a cool idea, and you have to marry those two things together. For some reason, it's I know the idea of the girl with the dragon tattoo and Fincher seem like a marriage made in heaven. It did not work. Yeah, I don't totally know why. Still, I think casting was a part of it, and maybe because we had I had just seen it, and the Swedish movies were too fresh on my mind. But a lot of people didn't like that movie. Mm -hmm. I it ha you have to marry those things together. This was a really cool script at the right time for a young director like Fincher to come around. He took it and did something inc pretty incredible with it. Yeah. most people rate it top two, Lightning three in of a bottle, so. yeah, Lightning <laughs> in a bottle. So shouts yeah. to uh, Andrew Kevin Walker, who really and never wrote anything else great. He did do um, what did he do? Mm -hmm. Oblivion, I think. Oh no, he did eight millimeter and sleepy hollow oh that's right i sleepy did hollow do, uh... has some moments eight millimeter with nicholas cage had some i think moments. he did the wolfman too with a bit of benicio del toro yeah i saw half of it and i was like this it's is enough, long so. it's a yeah. long crappy uh, movie so... not just crappy but it's long and crappy <laughs> that, that's one thing also like the dialogue makeup, the dialogue is very interesting and stuff. oh yeah great like, stuff in there and where where did I write Jody Jodie Foster made me do it. <laughs> yeah, Jodie Foster. My dog made me do it. You know? Like, so Brad Pitt's character, he's doing all these quips and no one's having it, you Just know? Just because that fucker has a library card doesn't mean he's Yoda. Yeah, and so... <laughs> but everyone, like, everyone around him, they're getting annoyed. Like, you know, they don't bite... They have this conversation. It's um, uh, Mills. Well, he's new in town. So, so but, you got to remember that. Yeah, yeah, but okay. And and that's a strange thing too. We'll go he's over. Trying to make we'll friends. go over the timeline. <laughs> but when they're in the the Emmy or oh not the Emmy, they're doing this um, the the fingerprint. They're looking yeah. over the fingerprint and stuff like that. And uh, Somerset and Mills, they're just going back and forth talking about the, the case and like giving their two cents on it. And it's just quip after quip after quip. And then all of a sudden, the person that's doing the thumbprint thing or whatever, oh, he's like, yeah. can you? guys take this outside yeah i kind of like that yeah scene. i've seen yeah. this last more than three days before there, yeah so. but it, it, like, it's yeah. one of those things it's that's obnoxious. like even they're annoyed by the dialogue that's being you said know what? <laughs> i sort of like the 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 juxtaposition again of the somerset and the mills character because Somerset is also obnoxious. He's like, I'm retiring. Yeah, yeah. I'm checking out. I get that. I got hands that. off. Yeah. You take it. I'm going to give you the envelope, give you a little bonus. So yeah. you go get your cliff notes on Chaucer and Dante. You know, like, he's annoying too. They're both annoying. So it's cool to see other characters like, come on, guys. You know? <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> I become, interesting. Become you like really a bickering you old couple. You don't see couple. that in movies yeah. a ton where yeah. your main protagonists are, don't like each other yeah. and they're both obnoxious. You know, it's kind of cool. <laughs> well, they're, they're fresh into it. He's a brand new detective going in. He's, and then of course, Morgan Freeman Somerset he's leaving out never fired his gun and, you know you know and even just then with Somerset he the, he says you know 
don't have the kid be on this case. This shouldn't be my yeah. last case, and this shouldn't right, be yeah, his right in first front of him case. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he said, and he move. says it where it's just basically, <laughs> this shouldn't be my last case. This shouldn't be his first case. He can't be on this. This is just the beginning of something but new. And the, oh, go the, ahead, Ryan. I understand where he's coming from, though. It's because, like, all right. Everything is all gritty. Like all the scenes, rainy. set design yeah. is rainy. It looks like trash. It's garbage. Like, yeah. yeah, they really it's a shit town. The, yeah, it, yeah, town. Yeah, it is. Morgan Freeman hates this town, this city that he lives. Yeah, he, lives he in. he's it, open it, about it. They, and they, he's, they, he's there's been just enough, down. There's just enough smart stuff in this movie. Like it's it's almost like Cliff Notes smart, which is cool because they've shown the Cliff Notes in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where uh, Morgan Freeman's character Somerset says Ernest Hemingway. He closed with this. The movie closes with this, right? Yeah, Ernest, Ernest Hemingway, Hemingway yeah. once wrote, "The world is a fine. The world is a fine." place and worth fighting for i agree with only the second part yeah like so. and that was like the whole movie like he knows that people are capable of the most awful stuff yeah the, the ending is an affirmation so, of that right with, so with this you, movie, you're watching it through his eyes with know? this movie too and of course, like it's it's one of those movies where I feel like it paves the way forward for a bunch of other movies too. Mediocre movies that didn't do it well, as well. I see a I lot think. of jigsaw in this, mm-hmm. right? I see a yeah, lot of sure. jigsaw, yeah, I see jigsaw that, in yeah. there, yeah. especially with greed. When he, you know, you have to cut a pound of your flesh, you know, to put it in the scale. You know, of course, with pride, you, can Verona, take, yeah. you know, you can take the pills and overdose or call for help. You know, on yeah, the yeah, phone. yeah. So you see a lot of jigsaw. To in this. me, this I one's smarter. See, I also see J- Jigsaw's not you're not quoting Milton and Chaucer, yeah. you know. So Jigsaw is that movie was <laughs> again. Made, it just yeah. seems like it's <laughs> trying to be pretentious it's, it and is, edgy. Yeah, yeah. And like, like, listen, as I drink my Perrier, <laughs> be a sponsor. I, I'm going to tell you like, uh, there's just enough of it for me. Uh-huh. Because yeah. I'm a little pretentious. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I read this in high school, man. Like, yeah. uh, Dante's but Inferno. Listen, I'll tell you, listen, I'll tell you Canterbury, Canterbury Tales, Tales is a hard read. I got cliff notes on Canterbury Tales. I, it's on my, it's on my so, bookshelf. I needed the cliff notes on that one. So I definitely see, I definitely see, you know, Saw in there. I definitely see Jigsaw in there. I also see The Dark Knight. I don't know if you ever saw. Sure. Absolutely. I don't know if you guys I see do. any of, I see a lot of resemblance see, of The Joker yeah, Nolan. and okay. John Doe. Okay. More Nolan. I actually think Fincher was a huge influence on Nolan. Oh, yeah. When you watch Memento, uh-huh. You feel mm, sort of this, okay. this yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. vibe. Yeah. Same lighting, same slow tone. It's like a neo noir is yeah. the, is kind of where you would box it and into. It's, it's interesting too because there's a lot of references to the city, kind of like yeah. and there's like a little fan theory that this is Gotham or somewhat. Yeah. It's just he goes a really out of his way, like city. He says, yeah. He doesn't even talk about what. Just it is. two blocks away yeah. from the police station, a the, man was robbed and then the beaten and stabbed. Of his, his eyes were stabbed. Yeah. And so. You see a lot of John Doe with the Joker, with Heath Ledger's Joker, because you have this kind of person that comes out of nowhere and is just yeah. more of a force of nature yeah, than I'll anything else. And you have no idea who this person is. The fact that he cuts his fingertips off daily and that you yeah. can't even get a fingerprint on him or anything. And I like how they even say it Which too when you bring up John should Doe. should lead to DNA like all over the place. Yeah. He's cutting off his finger, his fingertips. Yeah, there's blood that, that, everywhere. There's, yeah. yeah well, if even not if it's not system, that deep, even yeah. if that's not that deep, like his skin follicles are all over yeah. the place. Yeah. But if you're not in the system, you're not in the system. Yeah, and yeah, they even that's say true. it too. Well, think about he, Gwyneth Paltrow's Tracy character, not in the system. That's why they can't find her. Yeah. That's why they don't know who the other victim is. They don't the know who blood. it is. Yeah, right. exactly. And so they even say, like, of course, when and they didn't even capture him, he had to go in there and yeah, turn yeah. himself in. And I love it where basically they kind of describe he's John Doe by choice. And we all we know is that he's, you know, independently wealthy. He's educated and that he's totally insane. Mm. That's the only thing that they know about this guy. So I see a lot of Dark Knight. Or in is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah like and that's how insane is he is a conversation. And that that's another thing with the Joker is, you know, because supposedly the Joker's not insane. He actually has what's called like a super sane. So he's actually yeah. sane. It's just part of the world that we live in. So, so we'll go into like breaking down John Doe and all that. But can I? 
talk about the timeline. Oh, you, yeah. So, Nick, you mentioned before how much you like time stamping, all right? And they did yeah. that in this movie, you know, just counting down the Quite days, the days, to, just yeah, the days yeah. to his retirement and, and all everything that. Everything is a lineage of seven. Yeah. It's, it repeats itself over and over. But, but essentially, so it's just a matter of one week. Right. And yeah. I felt like the timeline was so strange because a lot of things happen very quickly and off screen, and then it just makes you think that more time has passed when it really hasn't. Like, when... Uh, Tracy was uh, invites um, what's his name Somerset, Somerset yeah, yeah over to, for dinner like they probably met like what two days ago maybe I think that three? was that day yeah yeah, yeah or, or a day like, before that didn't strike me as odd though no, because she doesn't but, know anybody but then she and also she knows says they're having that, a hard time but then she also said oh uh, Mills talks all about you like when have they been like how, how well, she's being ironic the one that bothers me the most and I hate to just keep consistently bring up the ending uh, without really building up to it was when. Uh, Mills goes and lays on the bed with Tracy the night before uh, the, all the bad yes, stuff yes, happens yes. with the conclusion. So a lot of when does John Doe exactly yeah. do this thing? That's yeah, the, yeah. prior to turning himself in. That's the only one that really bothers that's, me. The rest of been, it was like it shows uh -huh. the importance of how Gwyneth Paltrow's Tracy character is so important in the story. She's sort of the glue. She wants them to be friends. She wants this to work. And then she, the, uh, somewhere, was it Thursday, is when she talks to him at the at the diner about the baby and the, is the conversation about abortion and things okay, like that. Okay, uh, for example, okay. so She's a huge glue to the two main protagonists. But okay, so for example, there's um I know they're doing more things in their day. Uh, they find out about all the the references to the seven deadly sins. So Somerset goes to the library at night, at night and he spends time copying they're things playing, and, uh, and preparing Johann stuff. Sebastian Bach there. That's yeah, and air. he's preparing a, a list yeah. for Mills to uh -huh. go through and then he leaves the the note on his desk and then all of a sudden he now has cliff, cliff notes. notes and stuff. Yeah. And when does he read all this stuff? Like it's just a lot of things that yeah. happen, but how how did he take time in his He's day? Yeah. yeah. How did he take time in his busy day yeah. to work, to be with Tracy, well, and to read all these things? Well, it's some of the Somerset is the one who reads yeah. it, and I, then yeah. And I just feel like uh, no, I just feel uh -huh. like there's so much going on, and they say, "Oh, this all happened in a few days." You know, yeah. well, all I think within, it, all I think within it's a week. Somewhat yeah, logical yeah. because they separate. There's two different cases, remember, and they come back together on the case yeah. because they're linked together. Yeah, Glenn, yeah, yeah. So that's part greed. of it. And then these guys love their job. I mean, what you see with Gwyneth Paltrow's character is like she doesn't see her husband a lot because he's a cop and he's working all the time mm -hmm. even toward the end when they're wiring themselves up he says my wife's gonna think something weird's going on if i come home late again you're always at work man it's nighttime and you're reading the cliff notes yeah so you're but, always but with that, even after the dinner party they go back to the case yeah but with so, that i don't even I, like they when fall you said on each other when you said that <laughs> tracy was being ironic is adorable well when you when you said tracy's being ironic in that, in that moment in that yeah. moment i don't think so man because i, yeah, I think I, she is uh, because it's almost like a joke because he's overrolling his eyes like he couldn't have possibly said anything good about me because we don't like each other we've only worked together two days and i've yeah. tried to push him out basically already and said i got a jerk new partner morgan freeman just came out of shawshank yeah. <laughs> 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 he won't stop bothering me he this thinks guy. i'm not good enough yeah. i don't know i i just thought that the, well, the timing i'm gonna the, tell the, my wife it starts, on, home, it starts on a monday jerk, i gotta work next it week. starts on a monday and then it ends on a sunday yeah, correct that's seven so days. Yeah, yeah monday is gluttony then tuesday is basically uh greed, greed. Yeah, so yeah. tuesday yeah. is greed right there and then, well, we're gonna have to rewatch this movie, and so <laughs> with the timeline, but or I could just look it up. Someone probably already did it for yeah, us. Yeah. So, but yeah. So I mean, 
as far as it goes, I feel like the timeline's not as bad. It's just like, okay, you mentioned work. It's in the offs, you know, the things that weren't shot within you yeah, know, the seven-day yeah. storyline. I just think yeah. that they're just putting too much in there to make you be like, all right, suspension of disbelief. Time has passed, but I don't feel like enough time has passed in order for them to be at this level. There's no way that he could have gone through all of these books as well as go through all the case files and have the same focus uh, so that way he can mention a quote to... Uh, but he's a slow, methodical sort of... No, I'm talking about Brad Pitt's character. Mills. No, he that's a good moment because he gets the cliff notes. He probably just clipped the one quote, mentioned it, and then Morgan Freeman's like, oh, you read them. Like, I think it's feasible. I can read three cliff notes in one night. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I'm just getting... I'm just On getting, top of dealing with I'm just getting the broad cases. points. I'm just reading the one paragraph... Uh, summation of what John Milton meant in Paradise Lost mm. or whatever. Like it's it's not it's not impossible. It's logical. And actually, Brad Pitt like will say quotes that and then says something really dumb right after it. I forget what it is. Yeah. So it shows the contrast of like he understands enough to read the paragraph, the clip yeah, notes, yeah, yeah. but doesn't actually care about the deeper meaning of that stuff. So. It just didn't sit well with me. N not enough that yeah. I was like, okay, I'll let it go. It just was something that was kind of weird and awkward. And yeah. Well, Valley I mean, situation. also, too, you know, this is your very crime noir film, too, also. Yeah. I mean, yeah, from the look yeah. of it, of course, and the darkness and everything. You even have Kevin Spacey, you don't know, it's Kevin Spacey at the time running with, like, the crime noir hat. You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Big, <laughs> so, weird. Yeah, where he's running around. By the way, Fincher in, and so. Spacey both shaved their head. Spacey was like, do you think I should have a shaved head? And he's like, if you do it, I'll do it. Because he thought it would look creepier with the shaved head. <laughs> so they both, the director and him, shaved the head for, like, the final couple weeks. Of oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Cool. Yeah, and so... But there's a lot to jam into the, I mean, because it's seven days. It takes yeah, place yeah, yeah. over the course of seven days. And of course, you know, ironically, you know, Somerset is re retiring. This is his last week on the force. And so you're cramming a lot in the seven days. And also John Doe has been planning this for probably more than a year. Because when we meet Sloth, we know that he's been in that bed yeah, yeah, yeah. starting a year ago. And so you have literally, and of course they say, you know, he's patient because you have urine, you have stool samples, you have yep. clipped fingernails that he did. He's he been gave planning him, out his masterpiece for yeah, some time. Yeah, he gave him basically antibiotics so that his bed sores wouldn't get infected. You and, know, and, just and, stuff and, like and that. And I'm not and questioning so, that. I'm not that questioning he's crazy, that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Kevin Spacey. That's that's yeah. normal fare for him. <laughs> Even mean, with John Doe, like you got this guy for a year, you know, basically paid his rent, all that stuff. And so... It's always and it's always interesting when you revisit it too. It's just like the mystery revolving, you know, revolving around John Doe mm. and just how you don't get an origin. You don't get you don't know anything about this. None guy. of them really. All the and, characters are spotty character driven. And, like they they don't have a lot of build up to their arc, right? Yeah. So when you get them through, you're the thrown into everything, right? Yeah, Which yeah, I yeah. Think yeah. everything with Somerset Mills. Yeah, you, know, you don't John need Doe. to know too much about him. And, and um, actually, the character I feel like I know the most. Army Lee is Arlie Arlie Ermy. Or, or, there Staff we go. Sergeant Ermy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a great job in this too. He's great. He's great. You know my so. favorite part of him? There's some good supporting cast. Actually, Richard Roundtree Shaft is also in the movie. Yeah. He's the like the police chief or something. Yes, like I know exactly. What you're about. Minute, yeah. Right? Yeah. But Arlie Ermy, when he answers the phone, he's like, This isn't my desk. And he yeah, hands it up. That's an amazing little part. <laughs> and I think he, that was good casting on yeah, their part. Oh, he's yeah. amazing at it. Sergeant Hartman from uh, Wake Full Up Love Birds or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Gunnery Sergeant Hartman. But in real yeah. Marine Corps, he was a staff sergeant. But he's a he was a, he's a good actor. He's done a lot of other stuff that I like a lot. He's in a Prefontaine movie. Uh -huh. He's got a couple of good supporting roles in there. He's actually from SpongeBob, too. He does SpongeBob. Yeah, he does SpongeBob too. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Oh my oh, goodness. But what was I saying? Like, actually, the character I thought that I knew the most about was the Gwyneth Paltrow character. Yeah. 
That's the one I get the best feel for mm. because she looks like she doesn't like it there. Yeah, she's yeah. you know lonely. You know their apartment sucks. Their apartment yeah, the sucks. Tra- the train, the train goes. Right they have like, three dogs in that apartment. And again, Come that on. dinner yeah. scene. Like look at the look at how they work together before the dinner scene. Then after they start to work together really well. There's that connection. But it took Gwyneth Paltrow's Tracy character to, to join that make that connection. Yeah, so, and then they laugh about the and subway. Then he stays on the moment. scene, or he stays, yeah, he stays on the case. Freeman's, He's like, yeah, I'm gonna help this kid, it. you know, because and, he's not gonna. Yeah, do and I didn't. So to be honest, I didn't find that part very believable. Also, like, they, they, really? yeah, like. Uh, I thought it was believable enough that, you know, he would want to finish You know what, come to think of it, producer Ryan's never invited us over for dinner, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, maybe we had pizza. We don't know what his dinner parties are like. (laughs) So maybe we... uh... So I wanted to ask you guys, do you get a lot of... Because I know, of course, at Dante's Inferno, there's a lot of religious undertones, but did you feel that John Doe was acting out of some sort of religious self-righteousness? Because I didn't feel that at all. Not at all. I felt like he just was being, you know, kind of a point to these people, too, you know? And that's what I wanted to go over when you're talking about the Joker, because the Joker was just anarchy out of anarchy evil for the sake of being evil he drinks and, anarchy <laughs> and it seemed like that's what his character was also he's being evil for the sake of being evil but then what is his he, point well, about seven the seven well, you know what I, it's just uh I don't know how smart yeah. the movie intends to be, but I think it does a, a reasonable job of skirting around the edges of religion in this way. What we sometimes think comes from the Bible comes from other stuff, mm-hmm. comes from Milton's Paradise Lost or Dante's Inferno or the Canterbury Tales, like the Adam and Eve story, the fallen angel of Satan. Mm-hmm. It's glossed on in Old Testament and New Testament, but this mythos comes from like English poets, not really from the word of you know the Bible, if that's what you believe in. What yeah. I think you get with John Doe's character is the sort of distorted man version of it, not the actual word of the Bible, if that's where you wanted to go down. I think that's the point they're trying to make yeah, there. And, so he mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily care about the religious part of it. He's using... It's the, a tool. Yeah, the, yeah, that is a tool and a guide for his masterpiece. Yeah, and I would say even to make too, a broader point. when they're having that conversation in the cop car and he says, you can't just tap someone on the shoulder nowadays to get their attention. Yeah. You have to take a yeah. sledgehammer to them. I get so it's that, just yeah. that yeah. the seven deadly sins is his tool to say like, hey, I, don't be fat or hey, don't be... Lo-, you know, and, and, it's not, like and it comes that. across and a little so. bit in the writing of the script. He goes, regret your sins, but not because you love God, but because there's a gun in your face. Mm, yeah. There's sort of that the man has sort of sullied the attrition. Whole thing. Yes, yeah. attrition. Yeah. yeah. But still, it's kind of like this general thing. There's no metric. It's like he got these specific people that portrayed a single trait and he made those people his victims. Right. Like overall, his grand goal is to kind of show the world what like well, what is it let me ask you do you think there's still two in this you know seven universe do you think there's still two other bodies out there that are wrath and envy because he had to change his plans last minute was when when he ran into detective mills and then he decided last minute that detective mills he wanted detective mills to become wrath and that he decided that his sin the was envy. envy and so are there two other bodies out there that are wrath and envy that have been played on this thing? No, I, make it, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think yeah. he probably better, was going to do it differently, and then they found his apartment. Yeah, which again is unique to a, a movie like this, where like you don't ever find out where Hannibal Lecter lives, you know, or something yeah. like that. Like they're so like so smart, you're never going to beat them. You're never going to catch them at the own game. This guy, the the interesting thing about this serial killer movie is he's not above the cops. The cops actually figure it out. But with the library he gets card, away uh, with the library card thing. Yeah, right? yeah. So this is not like the smartest serial killer in the world. He's sort of like half-assing it a little bit, you know. Well, the library card thing uh, is also illegal too. But you know what I mean? Sure, like, yeah, sure. it's just something that no one knows about. It. There's yeah. this pre-patriot there's, act, 95, yeah, basically. So that's part yeah. Of it. But there's quite a bit of like 
preparation and setup for the other kills with uh, but that with doesn't gluttony. make the guy a genius. Yeah, I, I yeah. know. I'm not. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying with gluttony and with slots specifically, there needs to be a lot of time to pass. Yeah. They they talk about his genius in regards that he set it up so that he can wait, that he can be patient about it, and then all of a sudden he was just banking on meeting someone that would be wrathful so that yeah. it could all play I, and into uh-huh. well, there's together. plenty of people he could have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's there, plenty. Yeah, but I, I just think that yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of people that could have but done Greed that case. But was a district attorney, right? District and attorney then, who was yeah. connected to the other guy that got him. He was he defended. Just, just yeah, and yeah. there's, there's a lot of connections in that sense. I agree with you, Tyler, that potentially there could have been like two other people that he, did, he already planned and prepared yeah. for this whole like like bigger masterpiece. And he's like, ah, you know what? I'm just gonna this use works Brad better. Pitt. Yeah. 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 So and I think you you hear it in the script again. He says, "You're no messiah. You're a movie of the week at best. A t-shirt sure. or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A t-shirt like, at best." Yeah, t-shirt at best. Like, I think you see Kevin Spacey's John Doe character only from the perspective of the police. If the movie was reversed and you saw the movie through the eyes of the serial killer, you probably would get the feeling, oh, this is a mastermind or he thinks he's a narcissist genius type Bundy type. But since we'd never get that, the character's not... He's a mystery. He's a mystery mystery, on purpose because, and that's very unique. John Doe by choice. That made the serial killer movie really unique (laughs) because you don't don't really get that, you know? Uh, And I think it paved the way for more mediocre stuff like Suspects. They don't even really catch him. And even still, it's, it's kind of funny too because, you know, Kevin Spacey, uh, John Doe has a gun at some at uh, That's a Detective huge, Mills. Yeah, yeah. He's just like shoot yeah. a guy in the head. Not my style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob not torturing him for a year. And then when he's in the back way. of the like, police cars or driving out to the yeah, field, there and he brings they it up. Bring it up like it's such a I, good power. Detective move. Mills gets pissed. Brad Pitt gets pissed. That's the genius of Fincher and the beauty of the script. I think is that they really turn a lot of the stuff that we had seen before in serial killer movies on its head yeah. a little bit. Do you think like uh, that? that basically that was the point when John Doe decided? You know what? He I'm going to scrap my wrath. Yeah. I'm going to scrap my wrath idea, and this guy's going to be it. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, I do think though, like the ending of the movie is like the best part. Like when they're transporting him, it's oh for sure. Like the dialogue there really saves it for me. Like really makes it better than what I initially well, was. That's feeling. the only insight we get from John Doe yeah, in yeah. general. Like it's just when he gives that speech about. A guy, you know, you and lose it's your lunch. And yeah, and exactly it's enough. why and We can talk a little it. bit about this. So the studio hated this ending yeah. and wanted it scrapped multiple times, right? Spacey, Freeman, Pitt all fought for the ending, right? Mm. There were multiple endings written. This is the one they all wanted, and they protested multiple yeah. times Brad Pitt to force to walk, them. Right? Yeah, yeah. Basically threatened to walk and said, you're going to do this or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Kevin Spacey did a power move by saying, look, if you put my name on the title card after Usual Suspects, they're going to know I'm the serial killer. So you can't market me. You can't show me at all. You can't put my name on the opening yeah. credits. And he was going to walk based on that, too. So they forced the hand. Uh, again, the studio could have noted this thing. This could have ended up crashing happier could have set fincher on a totally different direction but everybody fought together they stayed yeah. united with yeah, this one yeah. idea and you got an, a really interesting and unique movie out of it so uh, you got to give him credit for that sometimes like the you know the actors the art has to stand up for what it is and fight the studio and, and that's the kind of stuff in a 33 million dollar serial killer movie you can do that you know stories like that are, are not they're become somewhat prevalent um, but in a $200 million Spider-Man movie, you probably can't do that. Yeah. So yeah. that's the difference that I always try to point out. You're right. You're right. Well, do you know who was uh, 
they had some kind of a uh, different like what if cast too as well. Oh yeah, there's I don't know if you saw some yeah. of that. I think it was going to be like Val Kilmer Terrible as uh, <laughs> as John Doe. I think it was. Actually, the studio didn't want Spacey originally because he was too expensive. So yeah. they were looking at other options. But then um, again, Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, and Fincher all fought together, and the studio paid him the money. Even wow. Limited wow. Screen. Sylvester okay. Stallone was going to be Detective Mills, and then or even Denzel Washington really? was going to be Detective. Man, the original, Sylvester Stallone. The Denzel version would be like they explained it as a harder cop movie yeah uh, yeah more of a chase movie uh so I, I wonder what that movie looks like but all the other ones like i'm glad they landed exactly where they landed so. i do like morgan freeman's character and it, i think that's a really he, good casting he, he makes a is. great cop yeah he really hadn't done a lot of it prior to this movie he he's so important because he's that slow methodical thought out person who thinks the world is pretty evil he's seen enough evil yeah, he's yeah. seen enough cases not be solved and Mills is the naive one and the ending again pays off on that uh-huh. I think John Doe can see like oh this kid thinks he could save the world I'm gonna teach him a lesson yeah, yeah. that's where the ending is such a huge payoff you mm. know and the beauty of it again is that Gwyneth Paltrow character she's so innocent beautiful sweet uh, they have like a, a high school sweethearts endearing relationship that's why the ending is yeah. as powerful. If you don't have, if you don't cast the Paltrow character right, the ending may not work as well. And that's and true. That's you have to feel huge, for her. You have to you have like to feel her. For her. And of yeah. course, you know, we got to talk about, you know, what's in the box scene. What's too. in the box? Yeah. You know, it's a, yeah, what's in the box? <laughs> and, you, and, and you know, it's funny. Like, I thought that that scene was more drawn out than, like, in my memory. Right. I thought he says it more times than he actually does in the you actual movie. He only says, like, movie. two or three times. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was a quote. Because of memes, it's like he does <laughs> yeah, it, like, memes, for five right? minutes. Actually, there's a beautiful quote. Fincher one time was interviewed about this movie a few years later and a woman came up to him and was like I can't believe you showed her head in the box and he didn't correct her yeah. because he's like that's what I was going for people to think they saw it yeah. but they yeah. actually didn't yeah. Yeah. it's, it's, it's well, very Hitchcock and which is really and smart I, and I like it too because of course you know Brad Pitt finds out of course that Gwyneth Paltrow's head is in the box you know Somerset confirms it and then even like Somerset the, the facial punches, expressions are priceless he punches John Doe when he yeah. says her, she was pregnant yeah. and of course John Doe gets a little smirk oh he didn't know yeah. and yeah, of course yeah. you know this moment because he's you know he's it's, a bastard yeah. he's just like which is, is why that diner is so scene good, is so important you know? again and, you're laying the groundwork so for a payoff yeah. at the end and I love it when a movie doesn't waste stuff yeah. it really makes me happy Uses Morgan Freeman should have just tackled them right yeah there. so I like it when Morgan Freeman or Somerset, Somerset punches him and, I, I wanted Somerset to be a little more angry but again it's not his character he did so, yeah. he did get pretty angry yeah, when yeah, he yeah, saw yeah. baby he did slap him Yeah. and also too just when you have Brad Pitt you know he's contemplating shooting you know Kevin Spacey John Doe, and then all of a sudden you see the quick flash of Gwyneth Paltrow's face. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, Again, another so, Fincher move. Yeah, you know, the, so. the penis shot in Fight Club. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that flashy move. So although the opening and ending aren't very it's like edge lord and everything, but like that's a good that's a good shot. The, and that's a if good I was scene Brad Pitt, I, I would have just like shot him in the leg. Yeah, like, you exactly. Know, make him yeah. feel more. <laughs> I think I would have did exactly what Pitt did, and I consider myself pretty reasonable. I think I love Gwyneth Paltrow. Great expectations. Yeah. If Gwen Paltrow was your wife, yeah, yeah, man. That's it. Ethan Hawke and Paltrow had good chemistry, and and uh, it was uh, Curon made that movie Great Expectations, the, a modern update of the Dickens movie. She's really, really good in that too. You know what? I miss her as an actress. I feel like we we only get to see her as Pepper Potts. That's a bummer. She should mm. do some other stuff. But uh, what I was going to say was the shot of Pitt in the back of the car 
after he does it and they're like we're gonna take care of him oh That's yeah, I'm like, yeah. You know what? Pitt is even back then he was a good actor and I, I I think I wasn't giving him enough credit back in the 90s but knowing so uh what is that law and order has ruined me <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh Brad Pitt He's gonna get off with a slap on the wrist. Oh they, yeah! Oh yeah! They're gonna say, uh, what's that? Emotional American, distress syndrome or whatever, yeah. and uh, he'll just get like maybe a probation or whatever, and then he'll have to sit at the desk for a while, and then eventually be back on the street. You know what? The choice, the choice of the multiple shots. Then he's back. He yeah. shoots him in the head, then he shoots him a bunch more times. Yeah, yeah. That'll yeah. probably you get him a little extra, it. but uh, yeah, I think he probably. And you see it where you're the camera, you're you're the audience looking at it too because yeah, yeah. of that too. So you see him actually shoot there, at the camera. There were a couple other co-stars that I want to throw some shouts at. You know, Fincher's always good at the supporting characters when you watch Zodiac. Oh, just oh, yeah. Zodiac's Zodiac's great. Great. We'll yeah. go this into one, that uh, as well. Leland Orser, who was, I just saw in I Am the Night, the one about um, the Black Dahlia murders. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy who had the strap on and mm. the, the interview oh, yeah. scene with uh-huh. him, he actually stayed awake for he like 48 hours. Job. So he would be like hyper and he would get all oh, hyperventilated yeah. Yeah. and tired. They, he actually came in awake tw- for 24 straight hours and Fincher's like, we're not doing your scene today. You got to do it tomorrow. So then he stayed awake another day. Jesus. So he's all whacked out looking. That's yeah, a yeah. great scene and an important scene. And that scene messed me up. Yeah, when I, when I first watched this, it messed me up. And it's like, funny because you don't see anything. Yeah, You yeah. don't see anything you at see, all. You can see the picture of what was yeah, used. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. I don't want to do the quote. Oh, my goodness. too many F-bombs. I, I yeah. get in trouble for swearing too. Oh my but it's goodness. amazing when he does it. The delivery <laughs> yeah. is almost perfect. And then yeah, Richard yeah. Schiff, my buddy from the West Wing, he uh, he's the lawyer. Mm. And he's just cold and sits on the couch and he's like, this is what my client wants. You know I can get him yeah, off yeah. with yep. insanity. There you go. You know and I can it, do that, it. Again, is, it's quick. It's only a couple of seconds, a couple of lines, but they're important yeah. for the, to get to the ending that but, they need to get okay, to. Okay, why don't we talk about those the, those murders, all right? We can talk uh, Like the set pieces, the props, all the effects, they look great. Yeah, some better than others definitely the sloth was kind of like you can kind of see it as a little fake and stuff yeah but gluttony when they first show yeah. him that was like the scene that needed to be good because it's going to put the audience in uh-huh. this position of oh crap this is going on yeah it paves so, the road for the rest yeah. of the, the rest of the murder so that shot and when you just see the back of the chair and then you see this massive man just like hanging off of it it was such a good one and it really mm-hmm. I, i'm certain that it shocked a lot of people in movie theaters just right off the bat yeah. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, so because after Glennie, then of course it's greed, and then yeah. we see that the pound of um, flesh. I like that it's an aerial shot of the pound of flesh and the thing. I yeah, yeah, that was an interesting choice. And just even when they doesn't show gross it, you out too much, but enough. Yeah, yeah. And, then, yeah. and you kind of miss it at first, and then they show you the pictures. Like you know, they show yeah. you the. You guys talk you about it, it all the time. I think sometimes this we we've done Brightburn. I watched Upgrade. We didn't talk about it on the pod. Yeah. but like some of the ones that you guys make me watch. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't make That's you watch. I watched. It was good. But the thing is, like you guys like your horror movies and sometimes the horror movie like even Brightburn when they mix in like the gory stuff a little bit too much there's a line where it gets goofy fake and unnecessary yeah I can see that I like my serial killer movies had had we not done this now I might have picked this one for October because it feels horror movie enough to me it's horror movie adjacent where there's enough of the goriness just like Silence of the Lambs you see just enough intestines but it's Uh not too much you know where it turns into like now we're going to be an a24 film or something like that like i, I think this one it's is more a, of a tease than anything a, yeah, and, and then and you the, just get a glimpse of it but the tease is powerful yeah and then again the ending where you don't see the head 
perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. perfect. Yeah. But we know what's in yeah. it. You know, yeah. even everything. the prostitute. Um, you see her strapped to the bed. Yeah, you see the legs. You only you see, see her legs. legs. Yeah, yeah, just enough. I, yeah. just I'm already grossed out. Like, don't you don't have to show me the rest of it. <laughs> Sloth, <laughs> Sloth, though, I will say it looked good, but it could look better. He looked crazy weird. The and, guy was real, and he yeah. got a guy that weighed like 90 pounds to do that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the only thing is, like, the skin looked a little fake. Yeah, to and me. The, the teeth too. Right, it's like the, the lips. Bit, yeah. The lips were all dried. You know what and the genius back. of it is? Is after when they're in the uh, at the morgue or whatever, and they're talking to the doctor. And yeah, he's like, yeah. His, if his brain wasn't mush, which it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because all the drugs. He's yeah. pumping him up yeah, with drugs. Oh my god, straight drugs. Yeah, yeah. And actually, that's a, a John C. McGinley from Scrubs. He's really, yes, really, he is. Yeah, yeah I love no, that guy. Interesting. Right? When he okay. gets really close to you the face, like, you got what you deserve. Yeah. And then he wakes up in the when I first saw the movie, and I don't jump a lot. I'm pretty unflappable. I fucking jump on that part. I was like, holy shit, he's alive. And you know what's funny too? And you feel worse for him because he's alive. Yeah. But that was early jump scare yeah <laughs> you know what's funny too is because when they first you know uh, detective mills goes on to the gluttony case he asks well is he dead you know they kind of bring yeah. that up and it's like well he's got his face down into you know yeah. a pile of soup or whatever it is he's pretty much dead yeah he's breathing spaghetti yeah he's breathing spaghetti yeah and you know when you go to the apartment and you see the spaghetti sauce oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah i love that and then <laughs> they're of course, so well organized <laughs> and then it's funny because when you get to sloth it's like no one asks if he's dead. You just assume he's dead. And they'll yeah. guess what? He's not dead. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. great Fincher. Fincher and is perfect with that kind of stuff. I definitely That's like- the kind of like, you never really saw a hard Fincher horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we ever need one. This is the one I like. Yeah. I, this is the right amount for me of the grossy stuff. And it's interesting too with John Doe because we know we talked about he's trying to prove a point and all this stuff, yet he keeps trophies of these, you know, these yeah, deeds yeah. in his apartment or wherever he's at because you see the canned soups in like a law case. You see Sloth's hand in one case too as well. You know what I mean? You see all these things. You know, you see... uh I think it's like the bloody law books that are in from that were taken from Greed's, you know, uh, the DA's right, office. Right. And so and even kind of back to the DA, you know, with the pictures is they show when they show the pictures of his wife, they just have like a and I like that sticky part. note. Again, over you get his, just enough husband. of the, the Chaucer Milton stuff. So you get a little mythos behind there and you get enough of the detective work, too. Mm. I like that scene where the wife is like, well, except for the painting, the painting's upside down. Yeah. Like, and then they weird. have to figure out like and I like that when you take the painting down, it's not obvious. They open it up. They can't find anything. They yeah. have to like find the prince and then the prince spells something out it's it's not like the smartest thing in the world uh you know if you read a lot of like thomas harris novels and things like that like mm. these are uh, these authors fall in love with their serial killers yeah you know? <laughs> and they really lay it in there do a lot of research so this is like just enough it's just perfect they right. don't insult us too much but they don't also give us a thesis on it mm. it's just enough keep it moving everything is nice so i, I like the pacing of it so all. this is uh, i just made this connection right now this is why i feel like the ending or like uh kevin spacey uh, John Doe's master plan is not like f- sitting well with me. It's not lining up. Yeah. So when Somerset goes through one of the, his journals, right, and he's reading these these scrawlings of this lunatic or whatever, he talks about monotony and having small talk with this one guy, and then all of a sudden that it just yeah like. He he, he, throws he, just, up he throws up on him. But he's talking about like this monotonous world that people are all sheep and all that stuff. And it's just people are going along his lines. And then, but his big masterpiece is that people are like delving into into these sinful uh, like lifestyles or whatever. Yeah. Like it doesn't like mix well. It sounds like two different serial killers are butting heads and then you know the what I think it is? I, but someone. I think it uh, again but I is believe there it, more than one serial killer? <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> oh man. Well actually they, they, they flirted with an idea of a sequel and Fincher just poo-pooed it right away. Yeah. But Solace with Anthony Hopkins 
and um, Colin Farrell. It's actually pretty terrible. Uh-huh. The original script of that was floating off of the Seven movie. What was it uh, called? Then, uh, it's called Solace. Okay. Solace. Right, 2007, right. 2008, somewhere in there. Okay. But they they were flirting with ideas and stuff. Like I'm so glad they didn't do it because they shouldn't. But what I think we, you see again with the John Doe character is he's not as smart as he thinks he is. He's not a mastermind. So his conflicting ideas in his brain are part of his his story yeah no and i get that so that's why i'm questioning the motive to why he's doing this. it might not be a clear motive yeah and I, you can I still keep kill people without the clear motive yeah. like you said it's the dark knight i don't know Joker yeah just version a force of, of nature maybe, really more than yeah, anything maybe so. i'm just wanting more in regards to why he's doing these murders like you know but you may- know why you want that because uh pop culture tells us that we need the we need the answer but in real life, you don't get the answer. And I think Somerset, Somerset points that out because he knows he's been on cases that never got solved. Arlie Ermey brings one up. No, but, but, and then he mentions it again. Like, so you watch CSI. Some of them don't get solved. We don't always get the, yeah, the yeah. hammer at the end. But I'm, I'm, what I'm just saying is, though, he has a clear vision for why he's doing these, of what he's Does doing. Does he, though? Like, Does he, he have a clear vision? He killed seven <laughs> people based off of the I seven think, deadly I think sins. Like I think that's pretty serial. clear. I guess he killed He wants to six? be, he's yeah, more okay. narcissistic. So six, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Tyler. He How killed dare six you? <laughs> But okay, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah that's true. So. But um, I, what I'm saying, though, is that he had this in his mind, and then all of a sudden, his masterpiece is ultimately moot because it's not really lining up for me in terms of a serial killer. He wants to have this big artsy uh, masterpiece, but he's not really saying anything but a message. So it's like saying uh, like one of these, uh, a sculptor, He's doing something, and then they ask him, all right, so what is it about? And he's like, I don't know. I just wanted to do something. <laughs> and it just kind of takes it away. It kind of reduces it a little bit. Yeah, maybe With pretty. this change-up in his plan or with uh, no, w- just with everything in overall, general? Like overall, like the, the seven kills, it's based off of seven deadly sins. He's going through uh, Canterbury Tales and all these different things, reading yeah. into it. But then he has no follow-through. He has no ending reason to why he's doing that. It's just based off of, oh, you know what? I just wanted to do well, it. Well, I think any reasoning that he did do it is from like that scene when he's you know driving in the cop car mm. so and yeah. that's just and it's just that he, he hates the world or yeah something. yeah you know and maybe I mean? i'm just trying it's to dig city. for something yeah, yeah digging so. for something that's not there yeah, and Fincher yeah. never wanted and to it's give just, you yeah and yeah that's the thing it's like with john doe it's just he comes again, out of nowhere I, you know what he's the more genius of a force of, of nature is? than anything else and when so. we see movies like hannibal and stuff we think we know what we're gonna get and this movie kind of turns the nail on the head a little bit and doesn't give well he wins at the end too yeah, because he's he able basically to complete wins everything, on top of everything and so, else, and he kills him. Right? Uh, but okay, if we're comparing them, like Hannibal, like Hannibal is a the, way uh, better serial killer than, uh, J- than John Doe. It's almost a perfect example of it. Where all plot points oh, I'm come to together. Who's a better very, serial very, killer? Very, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know, but you know what it is. Like we don't, we want to know more about the serial killer because that's the sexy character. Yeah, Fincher's not giving us that on purpose to kind of subvert what we think our expectations. Uh, is it yeah. is it on purpose? Well, I, I think the whole thing is on purpose. Uh, on purpose. They didn't even market Kevin Spacey in the thing on purpose. Yeah, They're, it's not a serial killer movie in that sense. It's not Hannibal. Yeah, it's not what he's giving you. He's giving you something else. I just know? think it's a little bit like, but it's that's what makes it as- different. I think I think the writing is just uh-huh. a little bit too sloppy for me. I I see it as where you know why John Doe does this isn't really the point, and it's pretty much where I agree with that. he's saying you know the you know even when he's talking in the cop car scene as far as like this is why I'm doing it. It's not so much as that's the full point. It's just that these are your sins, and so he kind of turns them against them. Let me and so it's just let me ask that's you this: just what Somerset, we'll ask some of the practical questions uh, uh, after the movie ends. Somerset, does he stay on as a detective? Is he still working? 
I think he does. I think he does. And I think that's more of a point of the movie, more of Somerset affirming these people are awful, more awfulness out there, and I can't leave the streets. But, you know what I mean? My naive at, partner just saw his wife. Look at it box. compared to this. Somerset spent so much time trying to figure this guy out. Like, what is the purpose of trying to figure him out if he has no reason to, uh, to well, he what he's think doing? He's insane because either. Somerset even points out in the script the pursuit is what it's about. I we collect the evidence, we yeah. gather the facts, we make a record. It's not necessarily about like the answer. It's about the pursuit of the answer. And I think the movie is is essentially like the overlay is correct on that. Well, I am pursuing the answer. <laughs> you want Why? the answer, but sometimes there is no answer. Yeah, and, I, and you got to let it go. I don't think Somerset <laughs> thought he was crazy at all. You no, know, because yeah. he's kind of hinted because yeah. you have everyone else who right. thinks that this is some sort of like, well, I guess like Jason Voorhees, Michael, you know, I mean, this is some sort of just kind of slasher, regular crazy guy. But he's obviously more methodical than that. Nick, so. Nick, you, you you make the point. You say that like they put enough in there, but not enough so that you are left with questions that they're not going to resolve. Yeah. I'm saying I'm not going to go research Dante's purgatory after this. Uh, well, 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 but I'm, it's cool that they mentioned what I'm what I'm saying is they give enough information that it makes it sloppy for me. That's what I'm but saying. But it's intentional sloppiness. So you're almost punishing it for exactly what it wants to be. You know, and again, at 95, we hadn't seen something like this. I want to ask you guys, where does this stand on your list of serial killer movies? Is it top of the heap? Is it middle of the pack? I mean, because some of them are, you know, incredible, but there's a ton of misses on these serial like Suspect Zero and... You know, a bunch of these movies, like Kiss the Girls is okay. Like some of them come close oh, to kiss really good. Kiss the Girls Goodnight or yeah. whatever it's called. <laughs> That's a different one. <laughs> Long Kiss Goodnight's a great movie. <laughs> well, what I wanted to ask you guys too is would you mind seeing, I want to see more, of course, like Morgan Freeman cop movies just yeah. in general. I like him as a cop. Would yeah. you mind seeing like a different, like a movie set Somerset in the Seven Universe? But on? Yeah, Somerset like continuing on. Would you mind like kind of like an anthology? Yeah, yeah. It would be amazing. Be you know that. that third season of True Detective, right? You yeah. watch that, uh, a version of that. Where like he has maybe Mills isn't a cop anymore, but he goes and visits Mills to reference something to ask yeah. him a question from back in his time. And there he's an old man now, but he's searching for the one killer he couldn't find. I think that movie would do well. Yeah, mm. I definitely would like it as if they revisit this universe. Of course, you know, just kind of leave Easter eggs as far as it referencing Seven, but have Morgan Freeman come back and you know just bring I, back something. He can't but... come back to pay, play a younger version of himself. No, 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 yeah. as an older <laughs> version, as like yeah. Have it pick up to where however old he is as you know, doing you whatever this. freelance PI work. Who knows? Like <laughs> Fincher specific because again, this launches Fincher onto a journey that you know I've enjoyed, and I'm he's one of those directors that I mentioned before in a previous pod. I'm in line for his movie no matter what. Fincher's name is on it. I'm watching it. I'm going to yeah. give it a chance. Yeah, and I agree with that too. There, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to give it a chance. So he's one of those ones I'm always with. Him and Aaron Sorkin in the Social Network. What a marriage that was. <laughs> Him with the guy with the girl dragon tattoo stuff. Eh, not so much. But uh, th this Fincher movie juxtaposed with Zodiac, which is the better one? Zodiac. Oh, I, I would probably pick Zodiac. I yeah, I, yeah I, Zodiac. Pick Zodiac. I think he needed I mean, to make this to make the masterpiece yeah. that is Zodiac. I, I like Seven. So. Don't get me wrong, yeah, me but too. Zodiac. I would pick Zodiac. Yeah. A lot of a lot of top sure. ten lists I saw on the serial killer genre had this above Zodiac, and I was pretty. Mm. Disappointed I don't by know. That. So. Yeah, and, I don't know. And I see I'm what really Ryan like means, and I definitely see what you mean, Nick, as far as like you know what the storyline in general, what makes sense for the characters and what doesn't. But fresh Zodiac is so nice. Fresh ideas is what we always want, and both those serial killer movies 
don't give us what yeah. we thought we would get. Mm. Nowadays, Zodiac doesn't do it for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I went in there thinking something totally different, and it's a movie about obsession, really. Yeah, yeah. And Seven, you think you're gonna figure out what's what's up, what's going on with the serial uh -huh. killer and all this other Milton sort of mythos. And we don't get any of that. It's a story about the cops, you know. Uh -huh. So, and I and I like that. I think that's that's what's cool about Fincher. He he never he doesn't get excited giving people the the regular shit, mm. which is why the girl with the dragon tattoo was so ordinary. I don't mm -hmm. know what happened there, but he he. He, I thought we'd get something totally different, and we got the same as a Swedish yeah. movie, basically. And a, a you know, remake that was lackluster. It also just with seven too. It sets the way for a lot of different other movies. And yeah, I don't think I actually think. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I cut you off because I'm Captain Tangent, but yeah, seven influences Fight Club very cleanly. There's a very like the game, not necessarily Panic Room, not necessarily, but Fight Club is 99, so I think it's two movies in between. I feel like this movie lets him do Fight yeah. Club. And that's important too, because I think Fight Club's superior to seven also. Well now we're gonna have to rate it because we're running out of time. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Let's we're go we can go another It's a good choice. But let me just say this the, the budget for the movie was thirty three million. In the US in ninety five it made a hundred million dollars US. It made two twenty seven international 327 total i think okay. that's pretty good for like a r-rated um serial drama movie. noir yeah yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. the Crime top movies movie. that year were toy story batman forever apollo 13 pocahontas golden eyes nice. wow. seven that's, seven was on the list I mean, that's a pretty wow. yeah that's pretty crazy that seven did that well i Man. think it was number nine on the year casper just barely beat it out actually kind of like that casper casper's pretty decent so <laughs> bill Pullman, christina ricci uh, christina ricci yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, and Akron is a ghostbuster All okay right, but let's let's do the rating i have to cut you off what's your rating Okay, so my rating on seven, it's not my favorite Fincher movie. Of the Fincher movies, I have it definitely in the top five. I got Zodiac ahead of it. I got Fight Club ahead of it. I got Social Network ahead of it. It's in that the game territory for me. I gave it uh, a very sturdy 7.5 on the Shawshank scale. Again, I really, I remember very vividly the first time I saw it. It impacted me for sure. It subverts the, the culture, uh, the, it subverts that sort of genre a little bit, the serial killer genre. And it leads Fincher to do the things I really loved, which was social network, yeah. fight club, et cetera. So, and, and I'm very excited to see what Fincher does next. I, I think this movie um, is very memorable. Rewatchable, eh, not the Once most rewatchable, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But very memorable. All right, Ryan, rating, what do you got? So when I was younger, I would probably give it a higher rating. Yeah. And I'm looking at it in cancel of time. At the time, yes, it was very like out there, very right. in your face and something that has never been done before. And I give it that. I give it its praise. And a lot of people remember this movie very fondly. They rem It sticks out in his mind. Very memorable, as Nick yeah, said. Very memorable. Uh, but revisiting it, like it, it, it really hit me. Now, revisiting it, I was pretty disappointed by the movie. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, Did you guys ever see Benjamin Button? Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah, good movie. Yeah, ago. good yeah. movie. Memorable, not rewatchable. Yeah. Yeah. That's the so uh, like before, Another I would probably feature. give it like an eight, eight and a half. And oh, this is better. not oh, yeah. this is not the Shawshank scale. So actually, first seven, I'm gonna give it a seven. Ah, oh, you and, stole my rating. <laughs> <laughs> and and to be completely honest, I feel like it's an alright movie. It's good to watch maybe one time. I'm probably not gonna revisit it anytime soon. Yeah, and, I'm surprised by that. Yeah, yeah, and it it, it kind of sucks because. Yes, it blew me away when I first watched it, and I still give it that it holds a big place in the social conscious of yeah, people. For sure. Um, and, and, and I'm and not going to say that culture. It sets us on a path yeah. to like a lot of mediocre movies. But yeah, yeah. Still. And, and it, it was the and, first and again, we always for a lot of movies. The $33 million serial killer movie lets studios make a few more down the road. We, we root for movies like this to be successful so we don't just yeah. get 
$200 million. But, but, but in this, what I'm saying is that, yes, it has established a lot of things for movies that followed it, and it kind of sets up for other directors and all that, and I recognize that. But we're looking... Fincher did Alien 3. If this didn't work out, we don't get the social network. Yeah, but... We don't get Fight Club. But I'm, I'm looking at it in the sense of, like... Comparing it to movies of all time, whether it's rewatchable yeah, I, and whether it's, it's not on that list, whether it's uh, merits to test the time, yeah, uh, and it really it's does no it. Shawshank. it. It really does. It. <laughs> so it really get, gets dated in it, and uh, I give it a seven. Yeah, I mean, some things don't age as well. I'm giving it a seven because it's name I'm is seven. I so. gave it. Yeah, yeah, I gave it, yeah. But, <laughs> but I was gonna give it, you know, seven Gwyneth Paltrow heads. So you know, <laughs> oh, in the box. Come on, what's the box? <laughs> so, but you know, I still think it's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it before, I think it's well yeah, worth the watch. If you have to watch, it before, yes, yes. It. But if you've never seen it, you definitely need to see it. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, when you saw Shawshank, you're just like, oh, I get this reference from another thing. Oh, I get this reference from another movie. You know, mm. that's what you'll see if you haven't seen this movie. But I think it's worth the watch maybe once every three or four years. I think it's good to rewatch it maybe sometime like in Halloween, you know, in October. I think, that'd I be the time to watch it. It, it would so. be great symmetry if I had just given it a seven. I think the point five is the respect because it launches Fincher on yeah. the way. Yeah. I love Fincher and, so much. He needed this win. And and what he did was, again, subvert the genre a little bit. I, I, I That's the point five. Not yeah. that it's super memorable, uh, and not that it's super rewatchable. I think very memorable. It's that extra bump because you can see the transition from video, uh, music video director to movie yeah. director. Yeah, mm-hmm. it also sets the trends for a lot of different other yeah, movies. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It lays down a lot other of crappy work, suspect so. zero. Crappy. So we'll skip. We've got mail and just you know going next in, into our next segment. Uh, we're gonna do recommendations. So anything you guys want to recommend that you're reading, watching, listening to that, or that you don't want to recommend, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'll go first. So, um, I just binge watched all of the boys over on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, okay. so on Slack. I, You're telling me. I really the got person into to it. tell me I need to yeah. watch that. Yeah. And so I, I gave the first episode a watch, just Doesn't to kind of. You know, I, I was hearing Carl about Urban, it. right? Yeah, Carl Urban's yeah. in it. Yeah. So and Dennis Quaid's son, uh, yeah, Jack guy, Quaid, yeah. I think is his yeah. name. Yeah. So I just I, I've heard about it. I've heard good things about. It. I'm like, you know, let me give it that first episode. So I gave it just that first episode, and I was impressed by it. I was impressed. How many total episodes, Tyler? Eight. Eight, so eight okay. total episodes. I thought it was going to be ten. I was actually a little disappointed there wasn't ten Amazon because Prime, I right? wanted more story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was only eight, so I'm probably going to be picking up the comic too as well, just to you know read the comic. It's based but... on a graphic novel. Yeah, based or... on a graphic okay. novel. I forget the name. I think it's also or one of the issues is called The Boys, but mm, it's called mm. something else. I honestly have to look it up. But I think it's well worth the watch. The fact that I binge watched through it and everything, as far as with those first eight episodes, I think it did four on one day and four on the next. It's definitely well worth it. And I'd say give it a shot. You know, give I'm it a check out. It's on the list. I'm going to do. It. They do evil Superman very well. I think it's what Brightburn kind of wanted to do. But mm-hmm. it's just it, this did it a lot better with basically evil Superman. The, mar- just, the marketing yeah. and the lighting makes it look light. And is it light or is it heavy? As far as with the just the tone, the tone is dark. It's dark. dark. Yeah, the tone is okay. dark. And I will say I'll say it like this. It, it's funny how to kind of flips the Justice League and flips all those famous heroes like upside down. Yeah, yeah. And it's just really kind of showing you like, yeah, these people are super powered, but they're basically celebrities. So they're massive pricks and they can just get away with whatever they want. And so that's and that's an interesting take. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting story. And just even give it that first 20 minutes and it really sells you into the into the show, into the movies, uh, into the whole universe of it. And I gave uh, one thing a watch to. It was Fringe, if you guys remember that show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it was funny because I bought the first 
season of Fringe like a year ago on Blu-ray. That wasn't Chris and Carter, was it? It was some no, was that was JJ Abrams. Oh, it was Abrams. Yeah, it was JJ yes, Abrams. I remember so, that. Yeah. And <laughs> it's funny because this morning, like the Wi-Fi was out, right? It was just out for whatever reason. I even tried <laughs> so to plug it back DVD in. Player? Yeah, exactly. Literally had to dust off the DVD player. I'm like, all right, there's a reason why I bought Fringe the first season, haven't watched it yet. So watch that first episode. Pretty solid. Okay. Not bad. All right. I, I remember watching so. it. I think I watched, uh, I don't know how many seasons it went, but definitely watched the whole season. I think it went like season. three or yeah. no, five seasons, I think is five what seasons it went. Five seasons Yeah, so I'd say give Fringe a watch, but definitely The Boys is, you know. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. yeah a lot of people are definitely on the list. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. I, I watched Batman Hush. You watched it, right? Yeah, I watched it too. A little disappointed. Yeah. I'm not I didn't gonna mind spend a ton of time bad, on it. Yeah, it, it was it. fine. Some of the takes I thought were a little bit annoying. Uh, and then I obviously want to shout out to Mindhunter. It comes out on August 16th on Netflix. That's a Fincher piece. Fincher's next movie is Mank. It's about Herman Mankiewicz, the guy who wrote Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested what his take on that is. But the one I wanted to recommend was a Netflix docuseries. You said what keeps me on Netflix. I mentioned the comedy. Documentaries too. Netflix does a really good job of documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Dirty Money series from Alex Gibney was really, really mm-hmm. good. This documentary is called The Great Hack, and I wanted to talk about it because it's about like how AI gets into our life. And like uh, basically it focuses mostly on that 2016 election where all the misinformation and the fake news, yeah. how they look at your metadata, what you look at on Facebook, on yeah, the internet, yeah, and target yeah. you. But it's broader than just the election politics of it. People are, the data of what you it's look at data. is, and that's how yeah, Netflix gets the is. algorithm it's stuff. Data it's really it's fascinating. And again, it's not robots. Terminator 2, Arnold Schwarzenegger coming knocking on the door. It's the stuff that it's your trends and how they can manipulate your mind. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Really scary stuff. Never never the auto great log hack in on Netflix. And get a VPN. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Use DuckDuckGo. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's so much creepier than you think it is. And there's oh, really yeah, nothing man. we yeah. can do about it because we're not turning the Wi Fi off. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to use a search engine, DuckDuckGo, they don't record <laughs> any of that stuff at all, unlike Google. And Google's one slo- like slogan is don't be evil. Which, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, and again, and when you think about the authority of Zuckerberg in, uh, with Facebook, yeah. he's the ultimate. You can't fire that guy. Mm. So he sells your data. He's essentially, you're giving it to him for free, and he's yeah. making money so, off of it. That's so, not going to end well. So, I know we're running long, but I hear he has an escape route in his office. Oh God. <laughs> Did you ever God. hear about that? No, 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 no. I just imagine it's like a fun slide. Like you just I want to, you know what? The one, I'm going to tell you right now, the one Fincher sequel I want, The Social Network 2. That's uh, what I want. With all the new stuff out there, let's make another movie. So really Bring quick, back Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> my my recommendation uh, after watching this movie, it made me want to watch another serial killer movie, and I would highly suggest watching Zodiac. Go and watch that. It's yeah, such a great yeah, movie. I, trust me, Power of the Pick, I will definitely get. Yeah. To so it. if one you, of my uh, favorite, if you haven't seen Zodiac and Seven, I'd say go watch Zodiac first. Great yeah. Robert Downey Jr. performance. Oh yeah, huge He's great. part of his comeback. Time, and we'll man. eventually mm-hmm. get into that, but we need to close out this. Yeah, episode. we gotta close up. Uh, <laughs> next week, I'll post something on Twitter. What we're gonna be doing? Yeah, I think the Power of the Pick is me this shouts, time. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, yes, shouts Dragon Quest goals, realwatchability.com, and go back and check out that Shawshank episode. We yep. love that episode. You can find us all right there. You want to give your. Uh... Yeah, uh, Ryan, where can Coloma. we find you at? Uh, <laughs> check out my other podcast, Dragon Quest Goals. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. Again, Dragon Quest Goals, fantasy DD real play role play podcast. Uh, if you just want to follow me, Ryan underscore.com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D O T C O M. And you can find me on all the social medias under that. Yep. Realwatchability.com. That Shawshank uh, review did really, really well. I linked the podcast to it. I'll link this one also. And at RealWatch on Twitter. Yep. Uh, we're talking flick. Definitely Twitter. Flick underscore talking. If you're going to rate us. Uh, you missed Talkingflick.com. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talkingflick.com. Or, uh, yeah, that Talkingflick at yeah. Gmail. Yeah, yeah. Talkingflick.com. Yeah, talkingflick at gmail.com. We got both of them, man. There you go. Yeah. So, hey, email us. So, email us. Chat us over on Twitter. Email address. Talkingflick at gmail. Suggestions. 
Uh, rate and review us if you're listening to us right now. Hey, leave a review. Leave a review. We really appreciate it. Uh, become a Patreon if you want to throw in some dollars. Kind of help keep the lights on and give you more content. More David Fincher stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If you donate money, we'll do more DC animated Yeah, movies, we'll do something special for you if you become a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, and, and so. message us. We like to interact with Absolutely. the audience. Yeah, and A lot of good feedback like, from the last couple of If we're wrong, if I'm wrong, I'll admit that I'm wrong, but you got to show wrong. me I'm wrong. Oh, we talk about his I'm creepiness wrong, so. with Tim, Tim, Tim <laughs> Robbins, producer Ryan's creepiness no. with Tim Robbins, and we don't have time for that? No, no, we're going we're gonna to save I that for next episode. I just love gazing at him in the movie. I just want to look at him. There's nothing weird about that. I'll explain myself for next episode. That's pretty much it, guys. Uh, we're talking with us, talking flick. We'll have a link in basically for everyone's Twitter handle and emails and basically all their websites. Uh, What's why, in the box? why don't you finish this off, Ryan? So. Hey, that was talking flick, and we will talk at you next week. Yeah. Jody Foster made me do it. Yeah, Jody Foster <laughs> made me do it. <laughs> <laughs>